What's going on, Brookie Nation? This is episode 55 of the Storybrook Circus. I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Isla Shikorsky. We are your local Once Upon a Time hooligans that are reviewing the Once Upon a Time TV show that aired like 10 or 11 years ago. Episode uh, by episode. Episode by episode. And um, before that, before you get too excited, we usually have a full 30, 45 minute podcast before that podcast where we talk about other stuff. But that's mainly what the show is about. It's about Once Upon a Time. So don't don't get freaked out. If it's We like do eventually 40... start talking about Once Upon a Time. We do. Mostly. Um, so uh, I hope everyone's doing well after a... I would call it a pretty successful Memorial Day weekend. How was your weekend? Was it good? It was good. good. It was great. It was nice and chill. That's, I mean. Which is what Memorial Day is supposed to be. Yes. People that go hard for this holiday, not the meaning of the holiday, definitely go hard. You know, respect the people that died. But like the people that like do the most for this weekend, I'm like, no, 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 no. You do not understand the point of this three day weekend. It's very specific. It's very chill vibes. Yeah, because it's it's like this is not Labor Day. Memorial no, Day no, is, Labor Day you, you know go balls saying? to the wall. You know what I mean? Because it's it's last hoorah before summer's over. Yeah, it's rum springer for the summer. Right. Absolutely. Memorial Day is the it's the kickoff, so it's chill. Yeah, you got to start slow. You don't just you don't just go in and flip the bottle over in the bar, right? You got to right. start with shots. You got to like a little at a time. You're playing you gotta, some cornhole. You got to pace yourself. You're having yeah, some, hole, some seltzers. You're vibing. Little barbecue action. Yeah, if you want to, you know, do the barbecue thing. If you want to, like, ch- chill in the pool. Do you have a pool? you have access to a pool? Is it warm enough where you are? We had a water balloon To be fight. in a pool? I saw that on Instagram. That looked fun as hell. I'm just going to say that right it now. Was, <laughs> it was, I lost by a lot. But it was so much fun. You guys do really fun family stuff. And I, I, I really need you to be closer, please. <laughs> so that we can participate in the family stuff. Yes. <laughs> this is very important. Um... Yeah, it was it was a nice Memorial Day weekend. We took some time off. We rejuvenated. We recharged our batteries, as I like to say. I like that phrase because it makes you feel like you're very gaining phrase. something back. It is a very dead phrase. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like <laughs> accept, a, something he would say on daylight savings time. I accept my fate. Yeah, recharge your batteries. Um, I got it actually from a friend of mine. I would like to share a short story because if because anybody can really make this a thing. He, he kind of instilled this in my brain. It was a, one of my really, really good friends back in the day. He was actually my uh, post-production mentor. He taught me how to edit, do graphics and how to like lead and do this stuff. Right. When I was first coming up in the industry, uh, he used to be a camera guy for like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. And he was like a big deal, like on tour mm-hmm. in the nineties. Um, so he, he's just been out there and learned a lot of stuff. So he's kind of, I, I was calling my Sifu, which is like a, like a Japanese like martial arts like master. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, he is now older and a lot more chill, you know, a lot more philosophical about things and, you know, reserve your energy yes. without have you not without being a dad or like having a family. But he's got that vibe of like the, the, the dad who just wants to like, you know, retire and chill and yes. drink a beer and watch TV. So he we used to play video games all the time together and he used to try and apply that kind of chill philosophy to our video games. We were just playing like first person shooters, very active, very frantic. So he would try and like pull it back and make it it was actually really fun to do it that way because it it was not as anxiety ridden and before we would play we we started gathering people in a clan like like people would play all the time yep and and before we would play 
he instituted something called sharing and caring, which was funny because you we were like exploding people with grenades, right? right. And it was like very aggressive and very manly. And so he, he and he, he did that on purpose because he was like a comedian, right? And so he would make everyone go around the room and say, would you like to contribute something to sharing and caring today? And you'd have to say something that just like made you feel good. So he'd be like, I'll start. I had a bomb ass tuna sandwich today. I just, I like all the elements like worked out perfectly. I had a delicious chocolate milk. It was going to be something weird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, out of the blue, I, but who cares? I put gummy bears on it this time. I don't know. I just felt, it felt right. He would just have this whole story and then he would pass it to someone else. And then, and, and at the end, someone would have to be like, well, how did that make you feel? And be like, I felt great. Like I felt just cheery <laughs> and now I'm ready to. And so he would actually make everyone in the clan do it. And the guys did not want to do this. It was so funny watching them squirm, which is part of the reason why he did it. And eventually we got girls in the clan. And they loved this because they thought it was hilarious. So they would always participate. Now, all of a sudden, the guys want to do it because the girls are doing it. Right. So I never forgot this whole experience of like sharing, caring. I would do it with Taryn sometimes. And actually, when I introduced her to Kwame, uh, I we would do it over the phone. Like I would be like sharing and caring and she would do it and I would send it to him. And yeah. then he would do one back. So that was kind of a part of our relationship. And I never forgot that that like kind of dad vibe of this like. Just the stop and smell the roses idea yes. of just like sharing and caring is such a fun, like, I, full disclosure, I had a sh- absolutely shit-tastic day at work today. It was, I was just like super anxious. Like all day was just like a lot of moving parts and it was just not a great day, you know, full of success. It's just a lot of stuff going on. And stuff like that, I would do that and then come home and play video games. And he'd be like, no, listen, we can't jump in until we do sharing and caring. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I forget. And, I, <laughs> and I'd have to force myself to, to really like, think about it sometimes. Yeah, like stop and and like pur- purposefully pull something out that I was like, you know what? That was actually kind of cool. You know, and it, it actually is kind of an interesting philosophical um, practice in your life to to literally just stop and smell the roses once in a while. So I don't know if the Brookies want to. I don't know how, how people feel about this. Is it corny? Is it cheesy? Is it is it cool? You know, get, get, we have a discord. We'll talk about it a little later. But like, I feel like that would be a cool place to do sharing, caring every once in a while. It's a nice check. Yeah, we do you know? with Harper all the time. We ask her, what was your you? best part of the day? And See, it's always extremely random. Like we will have, you know, we'll go to Disney. And mm-hmm. she'll be like, my favorite part of the day was riding the escalator. And I'm like, yeah, see. Yeah, girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Escalators are sick. You're right. You're a great point there. <laughs> Listen, the real heart behind sharing and caring the way he did it was that. It wasn't this like, oh, world peace. It wasn't like this big oh, yeah. like overarching. No, yeah. we it has to be a make a wish style day. And she yeah. will literally be like, remember that pretty leaf? I'm like, you know. Yeah, no. See, yeah, thank that, you. the core of sharing and caring, I think I do want to do this. The core of sharing and it's caring toddler needs honesty. to be. You need to yes, come with, you exactly. need to bring to the table toddler honesty. Yes. Because there is earnest... no raw honesty quite like a toddler, especially when you have a pimple on your face. They will. And Frank, <laughs> and frankly, we just, we don't really do that enough. I don't think. No. As a society. Collectively, as a whole, the human race sucks at that. Yeah, we don't stop to just be like, you know, this very simple You want to really, really narrow nice. it down? Americans. We well, really yeah, don't do that. We don't do that. So, what was your, what's your sharing and caring today? Today. I, 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 I always had a good time doing this, so I love ma- making other people do it <laughs> all the time. Oh, okay. Rookies, so, you can participate. You can, you can shout into the car radio if you have something to, to, to add to it, too. I have a hyperfixation meal right now, which is the avocado, tomato, cream cheese. Oh, okay. Every time well, you post this. I know. All of the tomatoes looked like shit at the grocery store this weekend, so I didn't get it. Oh, no. 
But, you know, I still got my avocados. I still, whatever. So I added lime juice to my avocado mashup today along with my lemon oh, juice. Oh, hell yeah. And my ranch and my pepper. A little guac. A little guac action. Incredible. It was an incredible little midday meal. See, that's perfect. I love that. Uh, I think, see, mine is not really me. It is It is something I feel about, but it's, it's not something that happened to me, but... Um, my wife is retired from her previous job as yes. a teacher. Yes, congratulations and to Taryn. Claps for that. Yes, claps for that for sure. It's, it's a it's a big deal. Um, but uh, she started uh, her one of her new kind of job things that's going on her right now. Her new gig. There are a few, but her new gig she started today, and. Honestly, my sharing caring today was I felt like a proud parent, like sending their kid off to school on the first day of school. I was like so excited. And yeah. I, was, I was, we have a group chat together, right? So uh, I was texting the group chat. <laughs> it's like Isla and us and some friends. Uh, I was like, show everyone your outfit because we need to, like, I, it felt like the first yeah. day of school for real. I was like, this is a big deal. And she looked super cute. She had like a, like a denim dress on with like a tie around around her waist, like a flannel, like shirt and, and necklaces and her hair was like braided. It was like super adorable. Um, so I just, I felt really calm, I think for the first time in a while it, that, you know, something, it's just the excitement of something new as if I was starting a, a new job myself, but it wasn't me. It was, right. like, it was her. I, I, it, that that's was a good feeling of, though. So that yeah. counts. You know, but it wasn't the fact that she was starting a new job as like the serious adult thing. It was just that I was like, oh, my God, you're like first day outfit. Is so so my kind of me. so you have the sharing and caring thing that you love mm-hmm. to do. Mine is first day of school vibes. I, Ooh, I okay. love first day of school vibes. I highly encourage everyone either that last week of August or the first week of September to literally treat a day like it's your first day of school. Wear a new outfit. <laughs> Wear something you haven't worn in like six. I do it every year. On Harper's first day of school, I do it too. Like I love having a good first day of school vibe. There's There's nothing like like it. Yeah, there's a, you only have one, and then the rest of it is whatever. But like, you could have it's nice like that you can manufacture. That. I mean, I'm sure people have had like terrible. I did not have like a good high school experience, and I do not mean like the school vibe or like the shitty people that you went to school with, but like right the anticipation that things could be different that year. I don't know, like because you I, every yeah, year on the yeah. first day of school, it could change. You know, it could be the year that changes everything. It could be it could be better. First day of school. You never know who's going to be in your class. I just love first day of school. I know the answer to this, and also based on what you just said, but your knee-jerk reaction, mornings or nighttime? Mornings. See, yes, because the day is ahead of you. Like, all the stuff you just described, like, you st- you, like you start then, and you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. I'm 100% nighttime, because the anxiety of all of the things that could happen and all the things that could happen wrong are all in my face in the morning. And so until at nighttime, I'm like, oh, it was okay. Breath of relief. So I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm very much <sighs> no. like, a, right? That's the one thing I think that you and I differ on. Is right, that, because like, I, I love think morning flights and you hate morning flights. Oh, I hate morning everything. I would take a, <laughs> I would take a 515 flight any day. I do not mind yeah. getting up at 2 a.m. to go like that. Stuff like that doesn't bother me. Yeah, and I know based on like our recordings and stuff that your energy definitely does not come from nighttime, and mine starts at like no, 9 unless I yeah. am manic. Like that's the only right. time that I'm up late is when I'm like yeah. staying up until three or four o'clock in the morning for absolutely no reason. 
Right, right, right. I mean, it's, not, um, it's not a good state to be in. So, like, yeah, it's not 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 recommended. But I I love this. We we did our first sharing and caring. Wow. As a as a team, as a group, and rookies, uh, we will all collectively be doing a first day of school. We're going to pick a day. Yes. In September, uh, it's going to be the oh first God. week of September because I am on my cruise the last week of August. So we first can, week of we September. Can call it, we can call it Brookie Day. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Listen, uh, I know it's kind of kind of cheesy and corny, and we sort of made it up on the spot. But if you if you guys would like to participate, if you want to share and care, sharing and caring, I and it could be really short. Just like I had a really I, honestly, the way it really should have went down is I found a box of wheat thins in my pantry today and forgot that we got it when we had some dip, and I opened it up, and the wheat thins were like perfectly not stale. Okay, and I just snacked with them during lunch, and I was like, "This is heaven." Um, that, I that, that's love stale wheat thins. I mean, it, they were they kind of are naturally stale. That's like that's, I, their, I, that's like, a constant I state. I will leave them yeah. open. But like the discovery of the new yes. box, I was just like, "Oh, I didn't know these were in here." And I was like, "Oh," and I was like dancing in the kitchen. I'm like, "Wheat thins, hell yeah!" Yes. Like, I, I hit the jackpot. That's my share. That was carrying. me it tying be... my guac. I was like, "Oh, girl, oh, this your is avocado good. game." Your avocado game is next level. <laughs> Telling you right now. I just love me. I'm a excited good green. to try it. I, I appreciate that. So uh now you've seen examples of sharing and caring. And one of the big things, which is why I endorse this, that uh we are that we practice in our lives as people. We try to with each other, we do it with our friends, uh, and now and we do it on this show because it's something that's really important to us, is to spread positivity. Now wait, wait hold on. I know that just oh, made you yeah, get in your no, mouth a little on. bit. We have to like right. really clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about like, I just want to spread like daisies and rainbows and unicorns. Not that. But we, we do try to spin, right? I'm a bitch. Life is, I'm a life is heavy. <laughs> Hold on. Bing bong. Okay. I don't even know if um, we would call it positivity. Is it positivity? It's. it's... No, I, I need to come up with a different word because the it is. Uh, the it, yeah. live laugh love girlies really ruin positivity for me. So very much so, uh, very much. and, <laughs> and that's not what we're talking else. about. We're talking we're talking about of of actual vibe of energy here, right? We're talking about Good almost vibes. like a almost like a non spiritual, uh, sorry, a non religious spiritual thing, right? You're 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 love like making your 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 soul and your yeah. being happy. Um, we we try to make sure like anytime I'm down or I'm coming up with I'm just like having a rough time and I say what's going on to Isla, the first thing out of her mouth is always like, here's the bright side. Here's how we can come out of it here. Or or this is the weird part because you're right. It's not positivity. It's here's why you are deserving of feeling the way that you feel. And so it's not like a positive thought, but it's definitely not this this uh, doom and gloom you know, like kind of negativity but swirl we also that people get into. Some doom and gloom sometimes. So like, I don't know. There's like a whole different word. But that's what, what I mean. Like supporting what, the vibe what that person feels. Of our yeah, lives. but but it, we it's validation. We, I don't know. It's yeah. It's I just I don't know what it is, but it's something it's I've always cherished. I've cherished about your friendship is that you you are constantly making me feel better about it, whether you agree. Whether you're trying to make it better or make it just validated, Mackie's I'm always like. trying to nicely like, yeah. say that I'm a feral cat, but he fed once, um, and so now I am. <laughs> and I really think that that's how I describe of? most of my friendships. Actually, uh, is it not enough? Sad realization. It's not true. Quite Come possibly the feral cat that people leave food out for on their porch. Stop, stop it! That's not no. That's not what this is. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> 
it's no, not. It's not. It's not. not. He's laughing because it's literally not ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's not what this is. Stop it. Um, no. Anyway, if you if if you are listening out there and you'd like to participate in this, I've <laughs> I always do this. And like the people who are listening to this episode for the first time just found us. They're like, what? fever dream did i just slip into right now <laughs> um please participate in sharing and caring and we'll see what they all are and we'll compare because honestly it does feel good it's just for you it's not for any of us it's not for right it's just so that you can take the exercise to stop and go you know what even if everything today went bad there's got to be one thing that you can share and care about and ultimately the last part of it how did your avocado toast make you feel did it great feel good? yeah it felt great doesn't it feel good because, man, when I had those wheat thins, I was like, you know what? I think I can handle the rest of my day right now. Right. These wheat thins are hitting the spot. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of that's kind of the point. It's it's really to rejuvenate you and and get you to take a checkpoint in your day. Maybe your day's going great. It'll help you out. If your day's not going so great, it'll give you a time to stop and reevaluate and maybe start again at three in the afternoon, even though the rest you're the beginning. Of yeah, the day you also shitty. get a do over at chance. any point in time. Yeah. Just hit that button. Hit Say, that you know do over button. There you go. Or if you don't, um, if you're not ready to hit the reset button, just go into the covers. That's also okay too. I support that. See, you see how Isla does that? That that's what I'm talking about right there. You're like, you know what? Just go ahead and you. Sometimes when shit sucks and somebody goes, <laughs> "Tomorrow's another day," I'm like, I would truly rather there wasn't another day tomorrow. And yeah, but like, like it's today okay is that, still happening. Yeah. So like <laughs> so sometimes it's that? okay to just be like, you know what? No, today sucks, and it's there's no there's no coming back from it. Isla is the friend that will tell you that it's okay that today sucks. You know what? A lot of people forget to tell you that part. They're always talking about tomorrow. They're always talking about, oh, it'll be better later. And Isla's always like, you know what? Right now, it's just not good. When somebody okay. says everything happens for a reason. Do you want to stab them in the face? Fairy loses it. its wings. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's not great. You, um, you could be like, yeah, so my grandma just got hit by a bus. And they're like... Everything happens for a reason, you know? And you're just like, Yeah, sometimes honestly, the reason is there's I just no reason. I don't want my grandma to be hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's okay too. Um, so if you would like to participate in everything that we just talked about, uh, then we will tell you how to reach us in our first segment of the actual Once Upon a Time podcast that we are currently recording, despite what you may think, uh, called the Storybook Daily Mirror. How do you like that for a segue? Huh? Incredible. Yeah? Bing bong. There we go. Bing bong. Um, so the Storybook Daily Mirror is a fictional newspaper in the world of Once Upon a Time that we stole and made a segment on this show because it's a newspaper and it's kind of like you guys are submitting like articles to the newspaper. I guess people don't really do that anymore, but eh, whatever. I found a cool sound uh, of newsboys saying extra, extra, read all about it. And the rest is history. So I do I, have uh, to say is... <laughs> that my high school just started an alumni newsletter that people are Get like, out, really? Yeah, they're like writing into and stuff. And I obviously made fun See? of it at first because what the fuck. But then I found myself reading it today because... Aha! I suck. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, so yeah, now my high school has like this alumni newsletter and people are just, maybe I'll, maybe I'll shamelessly plug this podcast. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll sit oh. in because that's what people are doing. If they like They're own a business or whatever. Stuff? Yeah, they plug their nice. stuff. That's what they asked them to do. And it's, it was actually, it was actually kind of cool. I'm not going to ever admit that to anybody, but. Oh yeah. Except for the people who listen to the show. Okay. Hello, all of you. All right. Listen, this is a, this is a safe space. Let's just, <laughs> let's just declare this Never a safe talk space about it right again. Now. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, with our Storybook Daily Mirror, there are several ways that you can reach us and we will um, interact with your content on the show. Uh, and so Isla's going to tell you right now how you can contribute to the Storybook Daily Mirror section. If you would like to contribute to the Storybook Daily oh Mirror, you can leave us a five-star <laughs> review over on Apple Podcasts. You can apparently rate us on Spotify as well. Uh, we literally oh don't know how to look into that, oh. but maybe we will someday. If you leave us a five-star review and you write some nice words, we will read those sweet nothings on the air, and we would appreciate it so much. You can also leave us a voicemail. If you call us, that is 207-536-8512, 207-536-8512. That phone number also has text messaging capabilities. So if you do not want to leave a voicemail, you can leave us a text message. We also have an email address, the sbcpod at gmail.com. Send us over some nice words over there as well. And then the sbcpod on Instagram. We have a Patreon <laughs> if you would like to support us financially. <laughs> if you have the spare change in your pocket. And we have a Discord where we would love for you to join the conversation, baby girl. See y'all in Neverland. <laughs> I want to know if someone out there is keeping track of the characters that show up in the different episodes of this show during the Starbuck Daily Mirror section. For those of you who don't know, Isla makes up a character every single time that we read the Starbuck Daily Mirror instructions. And I want to know if someone's like keeping tr- like a log. Because <laughs> I want someone to name all of them so that they can talk to Because that would be excellent TikTok content. I just want to point that out. I'm just saying. Oh, that's That is a thing. Yeah, 100%. percent just... That'd be great. Um, so yes, those are all the ways that you can contribute. So as particularly the Discord, I feel like that's a great place for sharing and caring. But if you're, I don't want to say brave enough because I don't want people to think oh, that yeah, they have no. to be Nobody's brave to call into the show. Yeah. So however you want to share your sharing is caring. We would love to hear it on the Discord so um, we can start an immediate conversation. Or if you would like to start a conversation here, call or text in or email in. Or te- you can, t- if you don't want to hear your own voice, because I know some people are like weird about that, like you can just text it if you want yeah. and then we'll read it. But we're about to read some from uh, your fellow listeners. Um, and uh, the first uh, little piece of, I lost it. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, you that. know what? Uh, the, we have a review. The first contribution is a review, <laughs> which we don't get all the time. So I'm really, every time we get it, we get really, really pumped. Give me one moment. I'm pulling that up for myself. Sure. Okay. Excellent. So this is from. Bafufuni89. <laughs> That's great. I cannot read the whole title, but it says literally getting me throw. Dot, dot, dot. So if Matthew yeah, could read me the rest. I got you. While he's pulling you that keep- up, we're just going to read the review. Finally, the Once Upon a Time podcast that I've been searching for. If you are a hardcore fan or one that fell off this podcast, or one that fell, sorry, I read that wrong. I did that the first time I read it too. If you are a hardcore fan or one that fell off, this podcast is the perfect rewatch enhancer. Both the hosts are hilarious, thank you, oh God, and thank you. <laughs> probably say what you are thinking when watching it. As a Kroger employee, I've never been to Kroger, who is supposed to have my ears open to help out needy customers with a fresh and smiling face, I opt to fill my ears with cast instead. It's that good. Fire me. I don't care. Bitch, I love you. <laughs> I'm new to the watch party format, but I love it because I can skip all the Once Upon a Time episodes I find boring or hate and sometimes can't rewatch them all. This podcast has your back. Oh my god, thank you so much for the glowing review. I absolutely uh, love this. 
this is this this is the energy this is this is the this is the energy that we vibe with i think is this it's a little bit chaotic but you're not really hardcore like... unless you live hardcore and the legend of the rent is way past you and that's the energy that i want brought to this podcast and uh, I, th- I feel like we're getting it. I feel like we're getting yes. it. Yes. That's, that's, that's what we are receiving. And so thank you to everyone uh, who not only tells us that they enjoy the work, but clearly like making an attempt to tell other people that this is worth it. We appreciate that because that, that does make us feel really good. Um, it's uh, literally getting me through work was the title of that. Uh, yes. Review. So thank you. We, I, I, I love being a part of people's work, their commute their uh their workout sometimes we have a couple people i know who do it during during workouts during some kind of travel school there were people while we were doing video podcasts that would send in photos of them like us on their big giant living room tvs and watching it that way which is very very intimidating very intimidating um so thank you thank you to everyone who who takes this in we appreciate anybody who ingests Uh, this podcast in any way shape or form thank you I was literally about to say the word in jest. How are you in my brain right now? How are we Damn doing? It. Twins, twitches. Uh, okay, so now let's do voicemails. Um, so we have, I don't know why I did that like Steve from Blue's Clues. Why did I do yeah, that? Yeah, wow, mail really... time apparently. <laughs> That's really okay. It's the mail, it never fills. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it oh my God. I can that, that I feel song. like this right now. <laughs> this is what I feel like. Actually, I deserve This right here. This goes it's also not any of those names now. Harper watches it, Come and on. it's Mackie has left the chat. Steve, <laughs> Steve was us, and then Joe was my brother's age, and then now they have a new guy, and I can't remember his name, but that's what. Harper oh, so watches. I said Steve, and immediately everyone was like, "Is this guy 40? <laughs> yeah, great, cool. I just completely aged myself out. That's perfect. It's fine. Uh, all right, so our first voicemail is uh, a two-parter, a small two-parter, but a two-parter from Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Hey, guys, it's Stephanie. So I'm on my way home listening to uh, Lost Girl, and I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with my brain? Usually <laughs> I watch the shows before I listen to the podcast, and then I watch it with you so that... I can form my own opinions and then see if we thought about the same things, whatever. But what I thought was such a romantic notion was that um, Charming believed in snow so much. This is the most controversial scene, I think. I I don't know. I just thought you guys (laughs) going on and on about how toxic the, um, (laughs) the show was and all this stuff. And I'm thinking... Literally, did I miss something? Is my brain not functioning correctly? Is this me growing up in the Disney, gotta find a prince charming era? I don't know. I'm thinking, is there something wrong with my relationship now? The way I think, (laughs) like, what is going on here? So I found it very interesting. I'm going to rewatch the show again and maybe look for these things. Because now I'm, like, questioning my sanity. (laughs) So, anyways, I watched the show. I thought it was great. Um, and I just wanted to share that little tidbit. I don't know. Maybe it's my generation. But all right. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, okay. So hold on. There's a second part here. Side note. Um, this is Stephanie again. Uh, side note. <clears throat> is this what living in the country has done to my brain? Is it mush now? I think it's mush. Bye. <laughs> 
was the whole second voice. That's great. Uh, first of all, please do not question your own relationships based on this, because I'm sure. I'm sure just your fine. significant other is not Prince Charming. I pro- not in a bad way. In a once upon a time Prince Charming type of way, David. In in like a <laughs> yeah, in like a t- toxic problematic way. Um, no, we we're, we're. I will say this. When I first watched, this is a type of show. I I, I don't know if it's not if it maybe it's just me, but. When I first watched this show, I did not watch it on the air. I watched it like after basically like right when the show was ending is when I started and I binged the whole thing. <clears throat> so it was a few years back. Uh, I was in a very different place in my life. So when I watched it, I was watching it to kind of escape. So I was not really applying a lot of my life experience to what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it now and the things that have happened since I watched it the first time, the things I've experienced with you, the things that the, the finding other people that like agree with my sensibilities. And, and, you know, we talk about feminism a lot and we talk about how, and, and also things, culture has changed a little bit in the last, especially in the last like fucking five years or so. Yeah. Um, that I see it through different eyes now that I was not complaining about when I saw it the first time. I did see a lot of this romantic, lovey, super loyal, you know, I saw more of that than the toxic part. And I think now that a lot of this woke culture has gotten a lot of conversation started, even, even privately with us, that it makes it harder to unsee the toxic stuff now, I think. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I always thought that it was toxic, but that's because I was um, raised by my mother. So anything <laughs> like that, I have yeah, always yeah, just yeah. been like, I never really had a damsel in distress era. And that's okay. not a bad thing. Like yourself? I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right. so I can see where other people could look at that and be like, oh my God, totally normal. And I support that. If you have literally no trauma from that, you're golden. That's probably a beautiful love story. But me, I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> we are both broken. We're serious about that. <laughs> yeah. That part is very accurate. I, that's why I love this show and I love being able to like dissect a lot of different TV shows and books and stuff like that because I really don't think that any opinion is wrong when it comes to yeah, stuff we, like this. Yeah, and we've yeah, definitely I, talked I am, about this before, but like you can view things through different lenses and none of them are wrong. There, It's like a Yeah, they could all be right. Yeah, I, I uh, recognize that it is my own trauma and my own frustration with real characters in my story yeah. in real life. That I then look at this and say, first of all, how would I, because I think everybody to a certain degree puts themselves in the shoes of some characters, yes. right? It's not all characters, but it's definitely, you know, if 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 you are the damsel in distress ty- type, then obviously the strapping, you know, guy who is saving the world, saving everything is appealing to that type of person. Right. Uh, a, a guy um, who is just looking for a sweetheart, right, is going to be attracted to the character who's playing the girl next door. Like, I think mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of apply yourself to it, right? And so applying what I've experienced now in this stage of my life to this stuff if you couldn't have figured out there's just a lot more toxicity in my life now than there was before it's it's a lot more complicated now things were a lot simpler when i was watching tv a decade ago that now i'm i i just take out my anger on the frustrating parts of my real life now with all this toxicity on like this character who's doing a thing that I just experienced a week ago or a month ago yeah. that I'm like, oh, not again. I can't. And we get we get triggered. I feel like the both me and I would fall into that trap a little yes. bit of of projecting our own if this was me 
feeling yeah. on the scene of both of us. And, and this is so funny because I don't even do it with gender norms, right? I do this as a if I was Snow White, I would be. Oh this yeah, man. no, it doesn't even I need to be like apply I'm the myself guy truly I'm the... to literally any character. Yeah, yeah, and I and I do think that I can I can put myself objectively in their types of feel, not how I would feel if it were me feeling that, but like me being like, okay, Snow going through the things that she went through and building the character that she is, then being approached by David's now doing this thing. I'm like mad on Snow's behalf because he's just not true. And think about how we, how we dealt with the love triangle with season one with Catherine and the whole idea that the true love thing and it's being masked, right? And the curse is having an effect on it. I think we gave even that storyline a lot of leeway to be like, yeah, but the curse. Like, we really don't like it. It, like, feels, like, icky, but it wasn't, like, making us angry. And this one, because everybody's full cognitive, unless you believe our yeah, side our con of <laughs> our spinoff of that the island is making them stupid. Uh, if you believe that, then maybe that's a little bit like the curse thing, but this feels more purposeful and more direct. And I think that's why we're so angry because the David who was willing to commit adultery in season one, right? Mm -hmm. That's like really an egregious offense. I feel like wouldn't then trip on this little stupid trivial stuff. It's real easy. Be honest to your wife. That's super easy. And like, now I'm questioning like, was I wrong to be right? Kind of Did we give him too much leeway? I don't know. I, it's, Maybe it's hard. He has, I think so. We're kind of approaching it from a very different place than the beautiful love story that it probably was intended on being, honestly. So you're probably more aligned with what the writers wanted people to believe. And, and the majority of humans. And the majority that watch of people. And we are just really broken. So we're giving you a little bit of a skewed, <laughs> a little bit of a skewed uh, opinion. And that's of fine. This, so. It's probably Stephanie is probably us, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't not I wouldn't you. freak out too bad. It's, it's probably us. not you. <laughs> it's definitely us. Um, but thank you for for your voicemail anyway. We appreciate you. Uh we'll we'll follow up. Let's let's see as the episodes progress. If you still I don't have feel a lot that of hope, way, but we can try it. Well, out. you know, based on but but it's interesting because she said she was gonna go back and like, you know, rewatch and see if she can Did see you, our Stephanie? point of view. Which, by the way, like I appreciate the fact that you're not just like, well, you're you and I'm me. Like, you're actually like trying to go back and see what we see is kind of a like we have a cool group of people who listen yes. to the show that are like, it's kind of like book club. Like, there are people who like to read and there are people who like dig in. You know what I mean? Who like wanted like like us? Like we yeah. Like I was raising her hand right now. You can't see it because there's no video. But um, like we watched Hamilton. Like most people were like, oh my god, that was cool. And I and I went like a two week binge of watching every YouTube video on the internet of everything having to do with Hamilton. Absolute. Like, like, we're those kind of people we had like black circles under our eyes because we were up yeah. until all hours of the night being like did you watch this matchup did and you like messaging this cover? each other like psychos like absolute like- it was so much <laughs> mental illness in that two-week period for absolutely no reason those are the kind of people that did you read with, that she burned that letter like 70 times to make sure it was the right time about before it to <laughs> yep. burn out like why that was me why she's, did we do she's that? talking about me that, that's what i did that was, i sound like that <laughs> i was like i found this cool article about how the paper burns like why do we care about this but we did stupid thing? but we did i told like seven people yeah, 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 yeah. That's this is this is the kind of mentality that you guys are. are <laughs> these are these are your hosts. We're nuts. We're not the uh, most anyway, stable hosts out there. No, we're not. This is not you know what a I feel like? podcast for the stable or the. I feel like part. it makes for a good show. I feel like that's why people like that it's long because we're we're crazy. 
<laughs> yes. We're a little bit, we're a little bit off it. Um, and you know what? We're attracting the kind of people we attract because we're like that. So maybe it's not so bad. Uh, we now have uh, our resident Brookie little brother, Lucas, who just graduated high school Woo! and also went to prom. And also, I don't want to mess it up, so I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong things, but got an accolade that I saw in Discord of some kind. He was holding up like a certificate of something, him and Katie, his mom. Anyway, we're very oh, proud yeah, of you. Oh, yeah, because he I'm had saying. his like scholarship lunch or something. It was, yes, it was that. I don't want to say, I don't want to say what <laughs> yes. the wrong thing of what it is, but it was important and he got it and that's important. So, you know, congratulations to Lucas for graduating. Here we go. Hey, this is Lucas. Um, I don't really have anything to say, but I'm with my sister right now, so I figured that I should call in so she could say hi, so you could have all of us. <laughs> How many members so, are in yeah. this family? I think this is it. This hi, is the last one. I'm May. I'm Lucas's sister. Every time that I come home to see him, he always tells me I have to call into the show so yes. you guys have talked to all of us. Yes, so yes, here I am. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's all I really had to say. <laughs> Bye. Stay gold, stay rumble. See you in Neverland. Oh, my God. We did it! We did it. Lucas was paying attention. Did you see that? He was clocking, like, ha- like to keep in tally, and we were staring on all of them, and we got the whole family. I I'm really love this family this. so much. Is this a it weird so thing to be wholesome. excited about? Am I being weird? <laughs> we don't care. I don't care. I did it. I'm so they're just like, they're just so freaking great. That's like the, they should have their own TV show. They should have their own TV show. I, I agree. That is something I would watch. Katie, you could I, be the next Chris. Jenner? Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm the next Chris High Jenner. praise. High praise. Uh, this is incredible. This really is a wonderful family. If you were, if you're just wondering what the hell's going on, this these are just people who have called into our show for a long, long time and have become friends of all of the people who listen to the show. Big hit on Discord. Uh, Lucas's mom joined the Discord and started the conversation with us, so we kept joking that we wanted to get the whole family involved. And I think Zach it, well, joined. It was, uh, I guess uh, yeah, his brother had also called and but see, his brother was the, the one a cold call without the Lucas intro. We didn't know who it was, and then introed himself was just like. Hey, it was like a few a few seconds in, like, hey, I'm Zach. You probably know my brother. And then just record the scratched. And then like dropped the bomb that it was Lucas and we all freaked out. Um, so then we were like, okay, we need to like get everybody involved. So little by little, everybody called in. And this is now, I think, the last member of the family. So we have now have Sister. every member of this family having called into the show. And I don't know why I'm so excited about it, but it just I makes me happy. Fun. It just makes me happy that... I just like families doing things together and liking things together. It just feels like a family with such a good relationship with each other. That's really wholesome because it's just not that common. Okay. (laughs) Because for the past 10 years, we have really normalized hating our spouse and hating our children. Oh, my God. And I fucking hate it. Like, this is something that I feel so strongly about. And it really is the last 10 years. It's been like, you know, the weird like wine comments about mom juice and like oh my god i can't live without drinking because my children are so crazy and like all this like really weird energy about how like my husband is a piece of garbage but i still love him i'm like but but what? it's become a source of comedy and content and now it's, and yeah, i think it's, that's what bothers me yeah. people are using it to like gain attention and i don't like that it so really much. weirds me out i really wish that it was cool to like be obsessed with your family again because <laughs> like we are <laughs> yeah <laughs> we are we are and that is the perfect embodiment of it. Like, just a it nice really family 
not trying to show off. They're just like showing up as their authentic selves. And we love it so much. And that's how all the rookies show up. And I really love it. Honestly, in, in one form or another, that really is how everyone participates in the show. Everyone. Discord, if you've if you've Instagram DM'd us or you've, you know, called in or texted or any or you know, reviews, the energy that everybody who listens to the show brings is constantly this that's what i mean it's not positivity isn't the right word it holds but it's wholesome i guess is yeah, really, but, really it i don't know that the vibe just feels supportive even though none of us have met in person right <laughs> you know I mean? it still feels like the community has a glue and i feel like the energy that we bring is that glue and this energy of like this really silly thing that we had all the family members call in as, as voicemails just hearing everyone's voice is just enough to put a smile on our face right. is i think an example of that wholesome energy yes you know what I mean? So thank you, Lucas, for making that happen for not just us, but for everyone. That was for everybody. Let's be honest. It's for the entire Brookie Nation. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, All right. We have a couple more voicemails before we move on. Um, This one is, uh, let's see, first time voicemail, I think. Maybe. I believe. I think so. Let's find out. Let's hope I'm not wrong. (laughs) Okay, hi guys. Um, this is so exciting. I've been listening for like a few weeks now, but I wanted to try to catch up before I like do the voicemail. And I think stuff, so. But I got impatient, and also I tagged Isla in a TikTok the other day, and she responded, and I don't know. That made me very excited. So <laughs> here's me just talking to you guys. So oh, <laughs> I don't know if I said my name. My name's Haley. I'm from Oregon, um, and I'm also in the Discord. But I've been like just kind of lurking because I've been busy with like. Um, deciding on college stuff. High school. Theater thing. Another high school graduate. And I'm doing crew for my first show ever, so that's really exciting. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I love your podcast. They make my day. um, Make my day go by so much faster as well. I'm a nanny, so, like, when the kid I'm watching is taking a nap, I'll, like, listen to them and stuff. Um, And, yeah. Oh, also, I love the Harper segment. It's my favorite part. She's so adorable. Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying to look at my notes, but I can't find it. find what I wanted to say. <laughs> this is such, like, so much rambling. But, um, yeah, I love all your guys' tangents as well. Like, I think that's just a testament to, like, how you guys are just interesting as people. Like, you guys are such natural entertainers, and I really love that. Um, oh, my God, thank you. But obviously, you. I also just wow. love a fun time. So, thanks for making this, and I hope you guys have a great week, month, year. Bye. Thank Haley. you, Haley. Haley. Got a new voicemail. I feel like I want fanfare as a sound effect. I feel like it's a we have more appropriate times to use it now. Like that, uh, that's, what's a, fanfare? that's a like like trumpets and stuff. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> but like mu- but like musical, not just like random yeah. honking. But you know what I mean? Because like when when new people when someone like calls for the first time, or we had like that international call the other day, um, Nelly, right? Um, like it's it's so fun to get the we should introduction take that of sound someone. from coco where uh migo goes oh i like that that's a good idea yeah no let's do that i'll we'll if i remember to do after at the end of the show anyway Haley from oregon even though the google translates put georgia that's not even close uh, how <laughs> does it still pick up a state and it's the wrong state Right. It didn't pick up a random word. It picked up an actual state, but not That's even. So I guess because she said I'm I do not I understand Google t- voice. It's because she said I'm from and it heard I'm from, so it assumed the next word would be like a place, maybe. Like the I don't know. I know, but I don't know. It's weird. Georgia, it's really weird. that's the one you pick. Um, yeah. 
Oregon, Oregon Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. No. Because phones are like crinkly. Anyway, Haley from Oregon, thank you uh, for for being in the Discord. Thank you for calling in. Um, we don't mind lurkers. We love the lurkers too. That's that's an important part of everything as well. So that's that's totally fine. If you want to call in, that's fine too. Whatever. Thank um, you. But d- deciding on college stuff and theater things. First of all, we're both theater people. We're both you know like show choir, theater, I did chorus. Theater. Yeah. Well, that's not. That's, I also that did show no choir. And so not only are we both theater kids, but I, in particular, played both sides because I was a performer, but I was also stage crew. And when I left theater, I actually got hired at my high school for a while to train the next few generations of stage crew. So I was in charge of the stage crew for a long time. Um, So and I was teaching high school kids how to be stage managers which was like they taught everybody how to do crew but we were trying to develop a program where when they left they could go to college and learn management so that when they you know enter the workforce that they could call shows mm-hmm. not just like be doing crews which is and a really big stage deal. crew is doing the lord's work so thank you yeah no problem anytime um but that that was like a really was big thinking uh, okay passion project well any i feel like all stage crews of all kind are part of like one big brother and sisterhood yes. of like weird <laughs> <Of> kids <laughs> that are like you know what i mean like not and i don't mean weird in a bad way i mean like the the okay, just no, slightly but you do mean stage crew weirdos just like show choir weirdos just like theater yeah. weirdos just like band weirdos and but they're like weirdos. yeah exactly but and then there's everyone else a passion in the thing yeah well right so it's, it's the just music like a, department like a, yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> the art, art and music department. So uh, fist pump for stage crew. Um, and also that we, you know, entertain your your nanny time. That's that's great. You need something to do when the when the kids are running around and, or when they're sleeping, when they're done. Um, you know, that's a it's a great time for podcasts. Yes. In general. Actually, it's funny because now that Taryn has like doesn't have screaming kids in front of her all the time. She said the very first thing in her head was she went right back into murder podcasts, like true crime stuff. Yeah. Because that's like she loves that stuff. So like podcasts, I, th- I feel like is a good, you know, I, I feel, you know, you always talk about it like, oh, it's how you waste your time. You know, how you like get time to go by faster. And I don't take that as a, I take that as a compliment. I don't take that as a, as an absolutely like, I, not. I like that, that we're the time you choose to spend. You yes. Know, to, to make time go by. And I feel like if it's going by fast, it's probably a good thing, especially since our episodes are so long. That like it means you're having a good time. Yeah, right? if you're not constantly looking at the clock to be like, well, like it doesn't feel hell, long, then it's good, right? Um, but but like, thank you for liking us as people. That's like really tough. It always know. catches me off guard. Yeah, but, me too. Because I think I'm a d- complete dweeb, and I'm just. <laughs> like, I can't imagine a I've... single person on this planet being like, "Wow, she's cool." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not once have I ever been yeah. like, "I'm cool." I feel the same way, but somehow we think each other is cool. And that, like, I, like, I've literally found Island. And I was like, all right, well, here it is. I found one person who thinks I'm kind of all right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I did it. I, I, I made it. Um, so thank you very much for your participation. Thank you for being here. And you can call in anytime. And thank you for loving my kid. Oh, yeah. Also. Anytime. And- anytime anybody shouts out Barbara Jane, I'm like, wow. Uh, oh, my gosh. We didn't say this. Happy Pride. What did we say? Happy Pride Month. Oh, yeah. It's June 1st. It's that's June the time 1st. Of this recording. So there you go. Happy Pride. Happy Pride to everyone. Um, Whether you are mean an everyone. ally or in the LGBTQ or a Jibita, community, we love you. All, and you are accepted. Them. Anybody is accepted here in Brookie Nation. We come as you are. Love that all. is, that is love. a very important, important staple of our community. It's very, also very June. Important. So it's Pride Month, but it's also Harper Jane's birthday month. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. 
Uh, she is uh, sleeping because it's late. That's I know people are going to be like, I love it when she comes and she's not going to be in this episode at all because she's asleep. But she is with us in spirit. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock at night. If she was running around right now, it would not be. No, not I'd, be not be, not be I'd not anyone. be on the good mom list right now. Yeah. Uh, so we have our last voicemail and it looks like it's from Brittany unless Google is being weird again. Oh, no, I checked. Hi, Megan. Okay, I love it's Brittany. Thank um, God. One <laughs> song from the Discord. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of thoughts <laughs> going on oh. in my head right now. Oh, oh no. Um, and Matthew's, uh, the beginning of the voicemail kind of made me a little nervous. But um, <laughs> I like to say <laughs> to Tom oh Donahue and his breathy voice when he's talking to Emma. I'm in episode uh, 53. Um, I agree. Like I said, my thoughts yeah, are yeah, yeah. So um, I, I had to make notes. Don't judge. Uh, but me and the Blue Fairy are beefing. Um, <laughs> simply because I just don't still don't like the way that she handled um, the situation with Tinkerbell. I didn't like that at all. Um, it was I think Discord concluded Blue is a villain. Um, she deserves a trial. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, and also, Michael and John. I really don't like how they came into the episode. Um, I'm not going to say any spoilers or anything, but knowing what we know, um, I don't like how they, they – I don't like their intro. At all, it seemed a little villainy, very villainy. I agree. Um, yep. But yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> Brittany, what southern you. state are you from? I heard it. You heard it. Is it, a it Georgia? Bit? Do that. you think it's Georgia? Maybe. I definitely heard it. Uh, this. Honestly, the voicemail sign-offs are quickly becoming one of my favorite things because everybody's got their own like personal. You all kind of thing know how it. we feel at the end of an episode when we have no freaking idea what to say. So you're like, mm-hmm. also, I don't think okay, people bye. know how to leave voicemails anymore. That's true. It's not. I really, don't. Even the only one I know common. how to leave is like my scripted work one, and every time, every other time I have to leave voicemail, I'm like, this is Isla. You know, it's Isla because my name is coming up on the <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Anyway, oh, I'm just going to text you, ever, bye. Do you ever uh, have to call someone? So in my new role at work now, I have to be like on the phone with strangers now because I have to call up people to find out things or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I find myself <laughs> I find myself leaving my phone number with people. I'm like, oh, they can see your phone number, stupid. They don't need that. <laughs> you don't need to verbally tell someone. I have to number. because obviously I'm in like a job where I have to leave my phone number. Um, but there but have weird? been sometimes where I will start leaving my cell phone number. Oh God, no! Because no, I go no, no, into no, no, auto. No. If I zone out, I will literally just start reciting my, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's not it. and then I have to sit there and wait for like the recording tape to run out, essentially. To so you be can like, hit the option, yeah. So to I can be like, it. we record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone. Um, thank you, Brittany. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think a lot of people agree with you. A lot of the internet agrees with you. That's for sure. That's a thing. That's a whole thing. Yes. Uh, and, and a lot of people in Discord agree with you, too. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's a very, uh, very apropos uh, uh, take. So thank you for your contribution as well. And we got one final email to wrap up the Storybrooke Daily Mirror. And it a is great one. June 1st. 
And not a day late did Emily show up with the June birthdays. If you don't know Emily, she's from the Discord, and she has taken it upon herself to take on the role of giving us all of the cast members birthdays with their character names at the beginning of every month. I could not believe she oh, sent yeah. it over on the first of the month. I was like, wow. Like, Girl is like, on her right freaking A game. Hello! Red in Mrs. Doubtfire voice. Welcome to June's installment of Once Her Birthdays with Emily. Oh my <laughs> gosh, she needs her, her own, own little segment. segment. Yes, That's she needs amazing. her own little segment noise. Emily, God, I love you. <laughs> I took out all the season seven people and removed character names if we haven't been introduced to them yet out of an abundance of caution to avoid spoilers. Thank you. God. Thank you very, very wow. much. We appreciate that. So we have, so, so we're just going to, the mysterious ones, we're not even going to elaborate on them. We have Eon Bailey. He's August, June 8th. He's going to be 46 this year. Ethan Embry, who Emily <laughs> noted just as... Read, read what she wrote here. <laughs> Greg, in parentheses, stupid Greg, comma, home office Greg. June 13th. He's <laughs> going to be 44 this year. Ethan Embry's a great actor, and I feel bad that he got this horrible role. I know. He was <laughs> perfect really as Coyote in uh, Grace and Frankie. Um, I like him as, uh, oh, what's the bassist in uh, That Thing You Do? He plays that guy. That's how I first saw him. <laughs> With Tom Hanks. It's a good movie. All right. Anyway. We have Pascal Hutton, June 14th. He's going to be 43 years old. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Munoz, June 24th. She's going to be 28. And McKenna Grace, June 25th. She's going to be 16 years old. Stay I old. don't know. What? Sorry, you can continue. <laughs> <There's the email. laughs> Sorry. I was still trying to come in. I literally said what? (laughs) (laughs) You were right on it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Singles, Terrible, Sue, and Everland, XOXO. XOXO. Oh, we're a mess. I don't know what's worse. If uh, I saw Nicole Munoz, June 24th, oh, 1994, and then realizing that someone born in 1994 is 28, because <laughs> I was like, oh, she's probably pretty young. Um, and Or the fact that McKenna Grace was born in 2006 when I graduated high school. <laughs> Actually, yeah. the year after I graduated high school. You weren't even out of high school yet, were you? My kid wasn't even in high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are we that far apart? I don't understand. I was in the sixth grade. The sixth grade? Not even like the eighth grade. Not even like almost high school. I was like 12. You were barely in middle school. And I was like, I need to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> I should move out of my house oh soon. My God. You're like, oh, she was probably a junior. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. You are literally my younger sister who like was just like two years before me in my brain. Yeah. You were in, you were in sixth grade. When I was literally grade, like, yeah. where should I go for college? And you were like, middle school's cool. I was like, wow, pull apart cheesy bread. <laughs> oh, God, I hate everything. I was in, my, I was in my deep Hannah Montana phase, like wearing the oh, wig. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, I am thankful that there is no part of our relationship except for hard mathematical numbers that reminds me of that fact. Yeah. Like nothing about how we act, how we are with each other, our references, the things that we know. That's what's even crazier. The pop culture references always cross over. There's there's been some moment where you're like, oh yeah, that actor. And I'm like... But they're like fringe things though. It's not all the time. Like Ali's 23, 2, 
three, something like that. And everything I say goes right over. Head. Yeah. <laughs> like every, like I have to. That's because that's my like brother's she, age. There's a real big disconnect between this gender that because I'm what am I? I'm still a millennial, technically. The right gen, on the edge. You're like right on the end. The Gen X. Is it Gen X? No, it's Gen Zs. The Gen Zs gen are fucking Z's, off the yeah. rockers. I'm sorry. I love all of you little high school babies. You're fucking crazy. You're absolutely batshit. I, you scare me. I'm terrified yeah. of teenagers. Me and Marissa talk about this every week. There are two teenage baristas that work at the Starbucks that we go to. I literally stutter when I place my order because they scare <laughs> me. So I could be ordering a water and I'm like, uh, they're judging me. Every I'm like, oh my gosh, stop. Just a water? I went up there. It was like 45 minutes before they were supposed to close. You know what I mean? That's not me being mm. a dick. I'm not showing up two minutes before you shut your sign off. Right. Yeah, For, yeah, a yeah, full 45 minutes. Completely reasonable. The whole case is already cleaned out, wiped down. Like half the lights are off. I'm like, oh, they want to go. They want to they be out of there. I'm like, are you guys closed? The slowest of head turns. Oh, God. Technically, no. I was like, well, can you technically make a green tea lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> I and when you say the youth like that, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Girls, girls and girls. and yeah. she was like, yeah, are you paying with cash or a card? And I was like, I'm paying with my target circle. And she's like, okay, fine. And I'm like, I will match you. I fucking match you right now. I hate yeah, teenagers. Man. It's the worst. You got to be on your game. At least you can actually keep up with them. Some people can't even. Some people would turn around and leave. Oh, with that energy. I had that one today. Be... I had to call somebody today, and she was a little sixteen-year-old, and she answered, "Hello," and I'm like, "Hi, my name is Isla. I'm calling from so and so about the so and so." Click, and I'm like, "No, what? I don't play these games. I do not play these games. I call immediately. Call back." And wow, I'm like, it looks like I, you got disconnected. I, I, that's what I go. I go, think the call dropped. I just <laughs> spoke with your mother earlier and immediately, oh, yeah, what do you need? Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think we had a bad connection. Oh, did we? Did we have a bad connection? Wow. Damn. No respect. No respect for your... Anyway, so unless you're a bookie teenager, I am terrified of you and will also Listen, push you. Listen, I'm going to shout out the bookie teenagers right now. Talking about college and graduation. We got the youngins coming yeah, up. Megan would I, never judge like, me for my green tea lemonade at Starbucks. Right? She would be super bubbly and wonderful. Megan, you should be a barista. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, people are really mean to baristas. We don't want to wish that yeah, that's her. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. We don't want you. But just just spreading that energy is such a nice, that's like a nice point to like... Make people happy. Coffee makes people happy, but coffee also makes people crazy. So you're right. No, I worked at a coffee Never shop mind. for a little bit. It's not. A pl- it's not. Not for the faint of heart. See, my interaction with coffee. I was a. Uh, I was like a busboy and then a server at like a breakfast spot in New York. And let me tell you, New Yorkers love their breakfast food. So when I came in and brought over the coffee to the like family so and so that comes there every single Saturday, yeah. I was like. It, that's like cheers you know what i mean yeah. yeah how's your daughter she was like you know blah 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 like oh is your son recovering from whatever like it was, it's that all the time so that's my experience is all pleasant that's just that was like a sitcom i New grew York up on duncan place. where the employees and customers were both oh. mutually abusive towards each other so mm, no thanks it's hard no <laughs> uh that's the end of our daily mirror believe it or not <laughs> how did i get here <laughs> pan Hello, left pan left um 
So uh, we're now into our show pre-show. So I hope you enjoyed that pre-show for the pre-show. And now we're doing the that was the pre-pre-show. And now we're doing the pre-show. Anyway, uh, this is the, the episode that we were reviewing today. It's season three, episode nine. And it is called Save Henry. We've been because... hashtagging Save Henry all season long. So it's finally yes. coming to a head. And last this was it last week that was the break until now? Yes, I think, two week right? break. So this it was two week break. So now it's December first, uh, twenty thirteen. Oh, and the I would also like to say, speaking of that break, um, Mel from the Discord sent me a message on Instagram the other day and said she watched this in real time, like when um, Peter mm-hmm. we discovered, you know the. Peter oh, spoiler. that's right. Because I was asking people if they like how how they were reacting. But she if they also saw said she remembered reveal. she was so mad about the two week break. Because she was like, I oh, can't believe to... like that's how we left it, and then yeah, we had to come back. But she just. But that's like a great. That. That's a great. It's a place great to place leave to leave it, it off. <laughs> a cliffhanger like that, like what? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so the character backstory is, in this one is Regina and Henry, Henry Mills, baby Henry. Ooh. So we're, that's a. Mm. So actually, this is what the message was about for last. Yes. Last episode that where we where we start to find out the back story information on. Regina, you know, obviously Henry was adopted. How did Henry go from Emma to Regina? Right. You know, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I'm probably wrong, but I believe it might carry over multiple episodes. See, I always remember this incorrectly. And it's because I'm a psychopath that watches shows in like 10 minute increments. Like I have lunch and then I just stop it and then I pick it back up two days later. So I watch just, I watch like a 45 hour long movie in pieces, you know, like kind of this is how I watch TV. Um, because I don't have I don't have dedicated time to sit down and watch it. So sometimes I watch it one episode over several days, and in my head that was multiple episodes. So it's That's probably fine. not multiple episodes. But anyway, um, it's written by Christine Boylan and Daniel T. Thompson, who are both veteran writers. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will feel comfortable and familiar. And uh, Andy Goddard, uh, this is the first and only director credit in the entire series. Yes. Thank you for the additional clarity. Well, that, that name sounded so unfamiliar. So I was like, all right, yeah. got to dig on this because I know we're going to. And yeah, this I is wonder, the only thing. What else he did he here? Do? Uh, he had other, he was known for something else. I can't remember. Torchwood. Right Love me some Torchwood. Uh, it's the, the Doctor Who uh, universe. Oh, he also wrote for Doctor Who. It's a bunch of you. Yeah, Law and Order UK, Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Who, Torchwood, all UK shows. <laughs> and then ended up, I wonder how he ended up once upon a time. Sometimes yeah, I don't know just, how he got oh, it's this, a director? One, this one. No, role. I told you, directors are like, they're just, hey, we need somebody to come in here and babysit yeah. these cameras for a bit. Like, they don't really do a lot. I mean, that's not to downplay. Directors are important. They are. But for TV episodic, especially if you're in the middle of a show and you just came back from a cliffhanger, you got no say, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got no Control. It's already written. The story is already, already pre-decided. Out. Yeah, they know their characters. They already know. It's really just to make sure that the like, it's the logistical parts, like the it blocking. Make sure, yeah, make sure that everybody can be seen on camera. The kind of technical stuff. Um, six point six six million is what we left at, and this is six point six four. You got it. You're telling me it didn't go up a little after a cliffhanger like that? December first. It it's up. heavy Christmas season. Yeah, no, you're right. You're on right. a They're Sunday, moms and dads are out doing their Christmas shopping. This is nah, a shitty right. time for TV. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Everyone's the synopsis. The synopsis is while Henry's life hangs in the balance, the race is on to stop Pan from gaining full magical powers from the hardest heart of the truest believer. Meanwhile, in Storybrook of the Past, Regina decides to fill a void in her life, and with Mister Gold's help, sets out to adopt a baby. So we remember. Mr. Gold talking about 
there was some loose allusions to him. Like we know that he got Henry, Obtaining but to how Henry. he got Henry. Yeah. 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 There was some like weird language around it. And, and we said then that we would revisit that later in the show. This is us revisiting now, Mr. Gold. Cause, cause Regina said, oh, you knew that the savior, that that was the savior's son and he denied it. So now we're going to find out how much of that was true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we get into our production notes. Production notes. All right. So uh, production notes is when we talk about behind the scenes things and things that happen during the taping of the show. Um, and we always start with the title card and what there's usually some graphic or some fancy um, artwork for the title card. And so this week, the title card is featuring Pan's shadow, which that's really interesting that it's that because we now saw Pan is the strongest he's ever been. He now has the heart of the truest believer. He's about to be immortal and he just flew away. But the shadow has been like floating around now still. And we just just learned last week that the shadow and Pan are not. The shadow was on the island before Pan was there. Yep. It's not his shadow. Because we always assumed it was like his shadow that he broke off just like Rumpel did. But it turns out the shadow was like an inhabitant of the island. Right. It's a different entity altogether. And is there going to be some kind of power struggle between the shadow and now Pan who wants to kind of take over? That's what I'm kind of thinking about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, pan shadow. That's a good good thing to be talking about. We have an observation. So according to Regina, the Boston Adoption Agency is called Boston Angels Adoption, and it's located on Dotmouth Street. <laughs> I love the realism here. <laughs> Feels like a real thing. Boston, I just read a book a that was based in Boston, and it was so funny to like hear like they were saying like suburbs and stuff and like street names. Oh, and I was that's like, awesome. Wow, I know all of these places. Uh, I'm trying to. I was just trying to see if it was uh, any attachment, to any real thing, as if it's inspired by anything, but apparently not. Uh, Pixie Woods, I'm assuming is a person, maybe uh, shares its name with a fairy tale themed amusement park in Stockton, California. That is that a what is that? Is that a ship? Oh, it's it is the actual woods. It's called Pixie Woods. Yeah, it's I like think it's like an area, of the area of, on the island. I think. Got it. Maybe <laughs> person Pixie was that a stripper? Like I mean, one person is named Pixie Woods. Um, the Jolly Roger and several characters from Peter Pan story can be seen in the lagoon there. So yeah, seen I don't. What's the this fairy tale themed amusement park in California? The only one I know of is Disneyland. Yeah, and well, that's not Stockton. No, Stockton, I know. California. So what's Stockton? Cal- like what's that? So it's not Knotts. It's not Universal. So uh, what is it? Let's see. I also could have done this economy. earlier, but clearly I did not. Uh, why don't you keep? Oh wait, parks. Yeah. Oh, it says the city of Stockton has a small children's amusement park, Pixie Woods. The park opened in 1954 oh. and has since welcomed. You know, see, so the early 50s. Everyone was trying to recreate a Disneyland. Walt Disney's. Yeah, yeah. So they saw some advantage to it, and so there was a lot of like little ones that popped up. And this is 1954; it had been right after the dedication of Magic Kingdom, so it's probably just another like, well, let's try and recreate that here. It looks like Stockton is, uh, I'm trying to like location wise, pretty far like north and inland. So so From northern California. Anaheim and stuff. Yeah, it's not north north, but it's oh. like halfway. So it's it's like where Vegas is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, actually, no, Vegas is south Nevada. It's like midway up Nevada. Yeah, through the so it's like de- basically dead center huh. uh, of the state. So not anywhere close to. <laughs> to <laughs> it's essentially inland from San Francisco. Interesting. Like that high up, yeah. Um, and then Pixie Woods, cool. Regina mentions uh, the game Space Paranoids from the movie Tron. Where I you put know that I in love my Tron references. Yeah, we we are a fan of the Tron references. 
Love my drawn references. Uh, and now, one of our favorite segments of production notes. We got, we got a lot of them today. I know. Uh, it's called Brand Info. Henry's Bedcott in Neverland has an Emmy Spetz pillowcase and an Emelina Knopp quilt cover from Ikea. It's got some thrift shopping going on, I see. Both are sadly no longer available. In the storybook flashback, Regina wears a Fabrizio Riva gold milky diamond circle pennant necklace. Love Fabrizio. It's just... (laughs) It's a great brand. Uh, Regina's coat in the 2001 flashbacks. Ooh, we got a little time there. 2001 uh, is a long double-breasted wool coat from Smythe. No longer available. And her gray cardigan is a Lurix insert cardigan by Maline Berger, which is also no longer available. How did they get everything to no longer be available anymore? Is everything... Because this is 10 years ago. But, like, everything is, like, state-of-the-art We're also having supply chain issues right now, so you know what? Maybe that's why it's unavailable. Yeah, that's true. I also love a good double-breasted coat. Yeah. That's, like, real... Real fancy, you know? Late 90s formal wear. The double-breasted thing. I support. I really liked it a lot. Love it. Uh, All right. That was, that was our brand info. I really, I really love that. I have a special place in my heart. I know. That was one of our first segments ever that we decided. And it really stopped. We kept just, we kept just being like, "Why in the hell are they telling us these random brands and then saying, but they're not a thing anymore?" Like, what? Who? So first of all, took the time. Okay, to but identify remember tags. how much I cared about Snow's coat. Okay, the fashion in season one. They should if they didn't win an Emmy for costumes in season one. I think they did win one of them. They must have. You got to find that out. Emil, whatever his name is, the, the costume designer, mm-hmm. who's always the first credited in the yes. post credits. Um, but that fashion was just a killer. It's completely out of this world. God, I miss Ruby so much. <laughs> We're going really back do. to Storybrooke. <laughs> I know. Uh, the scenes by Pan's Thinking Tree were filmed in a fake forest built inside a soundstage. It's my favorite because the things they can do in sound stages are just incredible. <laughs> like, it really is. I mean, every amusement park you've ever been to, you know, with those really big rides it's a small world peter pan you know like all those oh my gosh th- cover your ears classic. if you don't want the magic ruin for god's sakes mackie well <laughs> it has to be in a big space is all i'm saying it's not actual magic it's just it's just a ceiling tell jimmy cricket that <laughs> you jerk <laughs> did you really think all the kids were singing to you the dolls are all around uh anyway sound stages are awesome and they they make for a lot of happiness and a lot of magic to your point so sound stages Magic are actually cooler than they sound. It is real. And so are sound stages. <laughs> they are also real. <laughs> uh, that's production notes. Production notes. What's in the hatch? Nothing. Uh, there are no lost references in this episode. So It feels like there's never going to ever be another lost reference besides I like, the ones that we up? make up. I mean, can we look ahead? Is there, Are they really just... Um, so there are still some more in season three. It's just far and few between. Season four, season four is when we really pick back up. Holy moly. There's a lot of them in season four. Yeah. It's like, I hope they're not all front, front weighted though. Cause we had a lot, we had a bunch in the beginning and then it was just, they just <laughs> they're just trying. all going to be numbers actually. Oh God, I hate it. Uh, all right. So the, uh, we're going to do our watch party now and we have a couple features of the watch party. We have a drinking game. That is the bell for the drinking game. So if you hear the bell, then you can feel free to drink a beverage of your choice. Uh, we have a sound that we play when we are playing and pausing the episode. It sounds like that whoosh, mysterious whooshing noise. Um, so 
If you hear that noise, then that uh, means that we're pausing for something and going back. Maybe. Well, in fact, if we are going back, then we will be playing a sound we are soon to retire, thanks to a, a newly recorded and for voice a one night engagement on the 11th Street lot. <laughs> uh, we have uh, uh, not to be confused with Willard Slap Slapstick Smith. <laughs> Uh, we have William Smith, our familiar uh, his friend of the pod, distant, distant brother, familiar voice of the pod, telling us that we are going to rewind. Ah, it's rewind time because sometimes it just is rewind time. Uh, so there you go. And now we will play our game right before we begin. Well, two games actually now that so we've changed the show a little bit. I can't play the first game, so I will uh, lead the way. Um, there is okay. a quote every episode that is tied directly to the title. Um, this title is obviously called Save Henry. So the quote is. Now let's go shave Henry. Who said it, Mackie? God, it's either Neil, Emma, or Regina, because they all have, like, incentives to do that. Okay, so you're but going I feel for like the paternal because... aspect on this one. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like because the backstory is Regina, I feel like it's... They're, they, they are probably going to make it Regina so that it ties to the Flash. Because obviously the save Henry is, is present day. Okay. So I, I would assume they would use the character backstory because there's probably going to be a lot of Regina play okay. if they're making yep, her yep, the yep. backstory backstory person then she's because she's been in the background of a lot of the last recent episodes yes. you know she's not really had a lot to do so I feel like now would be a good time to slip her back in because she's the backstory okay person. so you're locking in Regina so I'm going with Regina all right Regina Mills Regina Mills boom wait this one who's she saying it to who, and yeah, that's the other part of the game is we have to say, who is she saying it to? And I want to say, this is hard because I feel like it's probably the group. I don't feel like I was directed at you one can, I mean, person. you could say you think it's the group if you I think it, it is. I, I think it's the group. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's one person. This is probably you the You will lose right if somebody is not in. there. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Someone is missing. Uh, so, so, okay. So let's define who that is then. then so it's Charming, Charming Snow, Snow, Hook, Emma, Rumple, and Rumple. And Neil. And Neil. So it has to be. So wow, it's it has the, to be all five. It's the whole charming and, family, which oh, I okay. would include Neil and Rumple as an extension of the charming family. And agreed. Hook. Agreed. Extended. Uh, and Hook. Um. So, uh, who is your guess? Your uh, your early prediction for this is like where this is like the the pregame and yes, all, the, all yeah. the sports people are like coming out on the field We're putting and our the announcers in the top are like who do we think is going to be the highest scoring blah 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 I don't know how to talk sports you know, the, you I know, wasn't even going to try is, <laughs> yeah so uh, who is our prediction for MVP I think it's going to be Regina just like overall you think she'll they'll make it like Regina's going to I don't think the there's going to be an MVP in Storybrooke uh, that story doesn't really seem like there's going to be a storyline for an MVP yeah, it's just informational, really. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, MVP in general. So Regina, MVP in general, I think it's going to be Regina. I think she needs a little, f- a little moment this episode. I was going to say Emma, but I feel like just knowing how stories work, it's more likely that it would be Regina. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, let's go Regina. It'll be a Regina-focused episode. Who's your who's your prediction for who's going to perform the worst? We're really on it. <laughs> Poor David. <laughs> it's just... Okay. I, I mean... He put himself the in the story, doghouse. But the story has forgiven him, though. Listen, even though we have. everybody can disagree on the fact, on the whole lying to Snow about getting her to save the kingdom. Blah, 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 blah. We all can agree that not telling her about the whole poison thing was fucked up. So, yes. Yeah. Charming's in the doghouse right now. I'm mad at David. <laughs> 
I I am only not going to say charming because I don't think they're going to focus on him much at all. He's going to say something stupid. <laughs> you are a scorned woman. I am. <laughs> if I saw, I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you. David walking down the street, I would have to say something. Listen, we uh, are proud grudge holders in this family. David, that boyfriend or husband that your best friend is with that you can't fucking stand. So, like, when they walk oh, in yeah, for the cookout, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, wow. I thought you got hit by a bus. Like, that yeah. bad? That's how I feel about David right now. Oh, I, He's the I, best I, friend's now, husband that you have to tolerate at the cookouts. Now I'm rooting for him the way that the best friend husband who's been a dick, like, turns it around and cleans himself Have up. you ever like, watched Working Moms? Mm-mm. Okay. Is it a I hate show? to add another one to your plate. <laughs> But Working okay. Moms is a Canadian comedy, and it's oh oh, it's so it's half an hour episode, so it's kind of quick. Um, no, hang on, that sounds like my cup of tea. It's right so freaking funny. But I would be Anne, and David is Nate. We'll revisit All this right. one day. But that is thank you. Uh, yeah, that is where give that me homework. Lies. I like I like it. No, I like the homework. Um. All right. Well, I think that's enough to uh, enough to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Before we watch, so now we're gonna watch season three episode nine right yeah Yeah. save henry this is like the big deal now we're gonna find out if he's just gonna straight up die or not i mean spoilers obviously he can't die he's a main character it's not gonna happen but how the question is how do we save henry right yes all right well let's find out previously on once upon a time you traded bellfire for the power of a dagger now i traded you for youth i was never meant to be a father Han's dying. He needs the heart of the truest believer. It's a trade. Henry will die. Your finding Henry wasn't an accident, was it? Whatever do you mean? Where did you get him? All curses can be broken. Your child is the key. Great power requires great sacrifice. Tell me what will suffice. Art the thing you love most. The curse! Well, that was quite the, uh... The recap. I really love how you can decipher the time period based on Rumpel's voice. Yeah, that's true. Like, you could tell like when that. it was a flashback, him telling something to young Regina I versus Mr. Gold talking to Regina. Yeah, totally. Look at this. We're way back to, like, season oh, one, Rumpel's in the dungeon. Do you know what took dearie. so long? Oh, yes. The curse. You did it. That's right. I did it. And I wanted you to know it before you, like all the pathetic denizens of this wretched land. Denizens? Fancy word. Forgets everything. Yeah. How did it feel? Watching the curse cloud form? Felt like victory. This is such a weird oh, in-between period. How did it feel to kill the thing yeah. you love most? Like the curse was cast. This is the when they're scrambling to get into the... Right. Yeah. The tree door. It was the price of the curse. Wow, ripping out the heart of your father. doesn't matter. We had to would have understood. It's the first time we're talking about that. Oh, did you see that pause? I took my life. She had to, like, gather herself. Oh, all right. I had to. Yeah. I won. It's rewind time. Yeah, that was a very subtle, very well done Lana Perea being the queen she is. I actually hit the wrong button. All right, hold on. I'm rewinding here. <laughs> let's, let's just... Let's see this little exchange between these yeah. two because there's. I feel like there's a lot in there. But you're right. This is interesting. This is like a. She's this, finally being confronted with what she did. Yeah, by somebody is, besides herself. You know, this is the part that we didn't 
kind of see, you know, we right. just saw the curse go through and we've seen things leading up to this point, but we haven't seen the like moment. Actually, we did see the moment of the curse, but we didn't see any characters. We saw like the curse like physically happen. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, let's see how and what's out. funny Hello? is this would have been a conversation that her dad would have had with her. Oh, Regina, why did you do that? Like, how do you feel about right yeah that's true doing that and for it to be the second most important male person in her life rumble mm. is an interesting choice arguably uh from a from the perspective of magic a uh father figure really yeah you know, kind of a, a mentor so it was like her biological dad traded in for her magic dad, dad. <laughs> yeah that's a good, where there was like weird take. sexual tension but whatever yeah that's true well just uh well knowing that he also trained cora Mm-hmm. That that's just the. It never felt like a like a proud dad. It always no, had but it was like darker, magic weird stepdad vibes. That hill that's way worse. Oh my it. god! But it is though. <laughs> so, but like the stepdad of an adult film, not the stepdad yeah. of like <laughs> nice wholesome stepdads. It's always the stepdad is like the line crossing stepdad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's always like touching the hair right by your ear, but only that part for some reason. <laughs> the, the small of your back. Yeah, the exactly. Stepdad. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, that's a good description for Rumple. It's so awful. <laughs> we love you. Yes. The curse. You did it. That's right. I did it. And I wanted you to know it. Even this voice. For you, like all the pathetic denizens of this wretched land, forgets everything. How did it feel? Watching the curse cloud form? I like victory. No! How did it feel to kill the thing you love most? Ripping the heart out of your father. How did that feel? It was the price of the curse. How it felt doesn't matter. He would have understood. Here. Mm. She literally stopped and was like, I can't think about him right now. They're like sizing each other up, too. I won. And yet, here you are. Feeling the need to glow. Yeah. Mm. Something's missing, isn't it, Barry? Not at all. I have everything I want. Are we getting crunk this episode? Nothing can stop me now. <laughs> Not he giggles quite. too. I know. What does that mean? The savior, the child of Snow White. Oh, he told her. <sighs> she can stop you. She can break the curse. Well, it looks like getting rid of a baby just made my to-do list. Of course it did. But <laughs> even if you succeed with that, <laughs> you have an even bigger problem. Now there's a hole in your heart. And someday, you will come to me to fill it. Did Rumble just gaslight Regina into a baby? I think he did. And you underestimate the price of what you've done. You shall see, you will come to me. There is more you need. Oh, your taunts will get you nowhere. I know you too well. You want to make another deal. Well, I won't. A deal? You've already promised me a good life in this new land. What more can I want from you? Oh, to be let out of this cage? To... He let out of our last deal to escape the curse. But why would I desire that day? I'm exactly where I want to be. Yeah, I 
Yes, he is. Obviously, he oh. is, dummy. That was a great scene. There's... Oh, I was like, where is it? Okay, so there's oh, a shadow. Oh, there's the shadow. I'm like, that was not... Oh! Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, does it, is it sound like it's staticking to you every once in a while? No. Okay, maybe it's just my headphones. Uh, I really... I really like that scene a lot. It had a lot like I that loved it. that actually reminds me of a lot of the like early season one um square offs that we were getting. Mm-hmm. Regina and Snow. Going toe to toe. Yeah, yeah. Us, Emma and August. Like, you know, like a lot of the the you can tell people at the peak of their ego, uh, power, uh confidence, you know, both feeling like they have the upper hand, I think is very strong. I think that's what people see in sports a little bit too. Like people who are really diehard sports fans, and I don't mean the statistics nuts. I mean the people who are watching the games. It it's some of it is skill, but watching two sets of people, right? Mm-hmm. Telling the other person I am the best. And then mm-hmm. having to figure out by brute force, like, you know, who, who it, yeah. as act, it actually is. And some of it's luck. Some of it's just, some of it is skill, but some of it is just kind of the way that the, the, um, you know, chances of things happening and physics and all that stuff. But, but just the, the, or it's even think about sports like boxing or like things like that, where you're just like every single one of them is, is you saying, I am the best. No, I am the best. And then they're like mm-hmm. fighting it out to figure out what it is sometimes very quite literally. So I think the verbal version of that in, in TV shows is something really alluring to me. Think gossip girl, think Lucifer, think all these shows that we love so much. One of the things we love about them the most is when the characters are at the top of what they think their own game is. And then, right. why, you know, like, especially things like Gossip Girl, you're watching people manipulate each other with information and like that kind of where everybody thinks they have the edge and you don't know what right. everybody else knows. Like, that's kind of exciting to like see who's going to come out first and watching yeah. people like that, like Regina's on the outside, but watching him have so much power from a place he shouldn't have power as a prisoner, but really planning out the whole thing and being exactly where he wants to be, you know, I don't know. That's like my favorite moment in TV shows, honestly. No, but then also I want to shout out Christine Boylan and Daniel T. Thompson, the writers of this episode, because I like how they caught us up and put us where we were supposed to be in the timeline in that one scene. Three seasons. Because we did just jump right into it. And it's like it completely reminded you that Regina cast the curse, Rumpel knew about it, and we need to be reminded that Rumpel orchestrated this whole thing just to get to his son yeah 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 yeah. and and like so the recap is supposed to do that to the viewer but they actually wrote it into characters yeah to give us and a it wasn't cheesy because i know that that does happen dj they, like, exposition talk to us <laughs> yeah, yeah i hate that mackie's talked about that. it before and we hate it and this just felt so organic yeah like it felt like i was sitting in the corner of the room and i was like oh yeah okay all right great not, continue not just organic but it also felt Jane Espenson level highbrow intellectual yes. language denizens you know the the way that they're kind of I don't know it right just, it that's felt, why I'm like all right Christine Boylan and Daniel T Thompson like we like it we love yeah, it yeah it felt a little bit Bridgertony you know how when people are are making fun of yes. each other like they're cutting each other down but they're using such sophisticated language it doesn't even sound like abuse you know but it is yes they're <laughs> smiling kinda, through their insults yeah and it the kind of way it felt like. oh it's great it's really really good I'm just Henry can you hear us he passed out as soon as his heart went into that's right. That's where we are now. Oh, yeah. What the hell did you do to him? Oh, I didn't do anything, Emma. It was Henry. I love when they just like his heart off the strings. Free <laughs> it's so fun. I'll take it back from you. 
I don't think you have it in you. Rumpelstiltskin didn't. Why should you? Where is he? What did you do? Why well, he's right in this box. Safe and sound. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. oh yeah. Out of the way. I forgot about that. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Fortunately for you, he can't hurt me anymore. Neither can you. Really? How did that feel? Like a tickle. That was weird. He looked like he was like trapped, but then he wasn't. That was, yeah. that was awkward. You're gonna be alright, Henry. We're gonna get you home. Eleven years you, ago. Um, you wanted to see me? Yes, I did. I believe it's still up to date. This has nothing to do with your dog. Madam are you alright? I'm okay. Excuse me for saying so, but you don't seem okay. I don't tolerate that sort of bluntness. I'm the... The mayor. But I am a therapist. That's, that's why you asked me here, isn't it? I love how bothering therapists you. are never are afraid doing? of being, like, being talked to like that. They're like, yeah. okay, anyway. Like, right, um, right, right note. <laughs> Nothing. If I were to guess, I would say that you're a driven woman. And sometimes that can leave a hole. A what? A hole. An emptiness. There's more life than work. And maybe that's why you feel dissatisfied. I'm not dissatisfied. I love my life. Well, what's the point if you've got no one to share it with? There's that bluntness again. Has there ever been a time in your life <laughs> like, I don't go when you had okay. a cat? That's awesome. <laughs> that little boy visited. Owen. Child. I oh, yes, when you so tried to kidnap meaning. him. Yeah, right. Noted. She literally said, was... I need a child of gold. What do you mean? Not that. <laughs> Spent all morning it. talking to adoption agencies. The wait lists are over two years long. But you, Gold, you know how to cut through red tape. And if anyone can work the system and find me a baby, it's you. You wish to adopt. Oh, don't look so surprised. Oh, I'm not. I'm sure you'll make a... <laughs> well, the mother of some sort. Yeah, nice. Can you help me? Oh, of course well I can, done. but I wanted to caution. Ask I feel yourself, like we need to drink to that insult, because that is... Yeah, so don't, didn't we have one Brutal. that was people squaring off? I thought we that was one, yeah. So yeah. let's do a retroactive drink to the, to the first square off, and then this yes. one as well. Two? Two and ten because minutes. Because wowzers. Um, and also, uh, the <laughs> I like the second scene, the, the therapist with her. Like, it was three scenes in a row where they're showing Regina, I guess it's back. Just how yeah, hard it is she backstory, used to be. technically, because it is a flashback from present, but it, it's like into time that we saw. You know what I mean? So it's just a little bit before we, we mm -hmm. were introduced to Storybrooke. But... I don't know. It's just the way that the writing is written doesn't feel like modern Regina. It doesn't feel like they're writing from a Regina of two episodes ago. It really does feel like old Regina. Old but Regina. It, Queen Regina, right. Queen Regina. But it also just, it doesn't feel this cheap way that we could have said everybody's scared. That's the easy thing to do is everybody just cowers whenever she applies pressure and how it, there's a version of that that goes on, you know, like the Leroy's and stuff of the world who are like, oh, you know, but 
Yeah. The fact that people like Archie and Gold have different relationships with her that they don't immediately cower, I think is very sophisticated of a rela- of a human relationship to write. It's very difficult to write that because it's mm-hmm. not so black and white. The black and white thing is there's a villain and everyone goes, I'm scared of the villain, you know, but like there's, there's a little bit more nuance yeah. to it where, you know, Archie is not afraid to professionally push some boundaries. Gold is just constantly pushing her <laughs> because he doesn't care, you know, so it's just, I don't know. I, I like the variety instead of making just everyone have to be like, oh no, the Wicked Witch is here, you know, like <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Run. Something I need. Well, that may not be the same thing. I'll get you a job. See, and they still but do whether or not that's wants. helping you remains to be seen. Ah, that's when you great. become a parent, you must put your child first. No matter what. Why is he being weird? He doesn't remember Bay yet. Because Emma's not there. Spell can keep him in this condition for a while longer. Why is time to get to Pan? You were a lost boy. Any idea where he went? You know what? I just had a really weird thought, though. What if Regina had this feeling for a child earlier than, you know, 30 years down the road or however, you know, 21 years down the road or whatever into the curse? Like, what if she had it a year or two into it? Would Gold have brought her baby Emma? Uh, Interesting. Would he have, like, thrown the savior on her lap? I have to think that it's by design it happened at the time that it did. Because it... Right. I'm just throwing another random curveball into it. I'm yeah. like, well, what if this fake curse happened earlier yeah, I then? Because it really was essentially up to her because, you know, she had to have that feeling to want to have a baby. And how would have Gold, would Gold have seen the actual timeline? I don't think down, down to, to the, the year. year I think I it's know. more because they keep alluding to the fact that the, that the, the visions um, foretelling, it's not foretelling the future. It's seeing the options, Right. So you're not actually seeing what is going to happen. You're seeing possibilities. And then the dark, Mm -hmm. because that's not part of the dark one curse. The dark one curse is power and magic. But he actually stole that specific ability from a soothsayer. So I think the the dark one being super smart, super agile, uh, I guess uh, mentally, right? And then having the magical ability to manipulate events combined with the soothsaying I think allows him to take those options because the soothsayer by herself wasn't powerful, but you add that feature to someone who can kind of manipulate Mm -hmm. events. And now seeing all those possibilities, I think allowed him to manipulate it in a very specific way so that it would happen the way that he wanted. You know what I mean? Because don't forget, his whole plan was to get to the land without magic because he knows that's where Bay is. And then his plan was to get the curse broken so that he remembers again and then to go get Bay. Mm-hmm. So if the right. savior is going to break the curse, I don't I think he probably would have seen the option where the savior was her child. And that would not have broken the curse because of some weird thing that Regina would have made not happen. You know what I mean? It had to have been that Emma was introduced to it kind of later or something like that. That's that's my that's kind of my guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking because like, what if right. Emma came in as a baby and then you know Snow White just so happened to give her the book and then Emma became the true believer, yeah. cut yeah. Harry out of the equation in general. What in an alternate right. world? What would that would would like Emma those have what still if uh, the curse? Disney Plus things, the Marvel ones? Like yes. what if it was you know that one bullet didn't yeah. hit that person or that one thing didn't? Yeah, that's actually an interesting yeah. like 
alternate you like Jefferson style, you know, alternate dimension thing where yeah. everything that could have been a cool line of episodes or a few episodes where they had to go into some multiverse style different, you know. Yeah, really? and they did it in One Tree, One Tree Hill, Hill really? where they like woke up. Yeah, and it, oh, it was like yeah. a dream or something where um, Chad Michael Murray and um, the guy that plays Nate, so Nate and Lucas, the brothers, they were reversed. So like Lucas was the one with the rich family for once because they were... Like, it, was, it was cool. It was a really cool episode. That. That's cool. Um, but yeah, what if that could be a cool... That could be a cool thing we talk about as content. We can like make it like a, I know. we can make a whole what if episode. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll start. Great. With that. We got a plan. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. Where he lived, his compound. That's idiotic. We all know that. You think he's stupid enough to go back? Useless. Okay, enough. Don't tell me what's enough. My son is dying. Our son. Yes, I know how you feel. I think this blocking you is have no too. idea what Emma standing and her sitting. You have your parents. Yeah, this is not by accident. You have this yeah. person, a pirate who pines for you. You have everything, and yet you claim to know what I feel. All I have is Henry, and I'm not about to lose him because he is everything. What a great speech. This is the one thing that we haven't had is we keep going back and forth. Is he really Regina's son? Is he her son? Is it, you know, how, where, like, where does she really fall? And this is, I think, the first time we've actually put into words that while they are being, as adults, being nice enough to really share emotional custody of him, right? They're, they keep saying our son, even though he spent more yeah. time with Regina, but he's really biologically hurt. They've kind of given up on that argument. But now to, to really define what the, what the, risk is here she's right emma does have she was reunited with her parents she has two people who love her not even just one and regina has no one and henry's the only thing and henry's like an extra thing for emma that so we just finally got the stakes that the stakes are higher for regina and i get it to a point though like i get regina's frustration and her like scaredness of it but at the end of the day if something did happen to henry emma wouldn't be happier (laughs) Like, because with her she has son other things, being gone, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can't replace, yeah. Like, so I get where Regina, her mindset is coming from, but then I would get Emma looking at it and going, But if I lost Henry, that would be the worst yeah. thing that ever happened to me. I like, just, I guess, I, you know what I mean? So, I guess I, I didn't have a reason it, to uh, agree yes. with Regina until just now because up until this point, I've been like a completely not team Emma, but just like I, I, I relate more to the way Emma's emotionally attaching to it. And I, I like just de- yeah. I'm like Regina's just clinging on, and I'm like I don't get it. But that's the first time I felt bad for her. Yeah, I get Regina's point of how yes, yes, I feel terrible that that is yeah really all she has. But like, don't throw that in Emma's face and be like, don't worry if he's dead. You yeah, that is a weird argument. I know, I get it. Like, okay, well, yeah, none that, of those people is, are true. my son. That is a really weird <laughs> argument. But it's interesting that you know they this was a oddly vulnerable place I think for Regina to come from. That is not common for Regina. That's new. Yeah, it's just like if somebody loses a child and somebody right. would go, well, at least you have another one. <laughs> They're not kidneys, like, Jesus. No. <laughs> oh, right, it's yeah, like yeah, not yeah, how totally. that works. That's a valid point, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I don't you know, really? somebody said that to me once um, when I said that I was only having one child and they were like, well, what happens if something happens? So I would have a second one as a backup? Like, what the hell? What is that? That's was- I, I was, I was, I had like goosebumps. I was speechless. I was sweating. I was clamming up. I'm like, what? 
this is not oh, a soccer weird. ball. Like, I if it pops, I can't just go get it. I was like, this is, is that like the a only dog. reason why you have multiple? You just be like, like oh, we'll get a I, new one. It's fine. Like, I, like, looked at it because that was somebody that had multiple children. And I was like, so is that your thought process? Like, when you were family planning? J-I-C. You like, okay, we'll have another one just in case something happens. Somebody's so got to have a retirement plan. Like, <laughs> Who's going to put us in a home? <laughs> like, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. We talk to some strange people sometimes. <laughs> So what do you want to do? She said, you're right, I don't know how you feel. Hold on, let's rewind. Ah, it's rewind time. You're right. I don't know what you feel. So what do you want to do? You want to run the show, run it. How do we save Henry? I don't know. Save Henry. I'm going to call that name in the episode. Find Pan. He was powerful before with Henry's heart. I, I don't know if we can hurt him. I just want to point out that all that whispering, I don't know if you could hear or anyone out there and listening to this podcast, if you can hear how different it sounds. When they were doing the little small whisper or the way that they're on location like this, like that would have been ADR. You can hear how the processing difference between that. And then when Neil came in, that mm-hmm. would have been like somebody had a boom over them and was listening to that because he's speaking full volume because she's so low right. and they needed to get that to, to sound a specific way. Because you also notice that that and the fire crackling in the background was being mixed together so that yeah. it had, you was no way you'd be able to get that live. So they would have them do it. It would sound crazy. And that's the kind of stuff that they replace in that um, dialogue replacement. So just if anybody's interested in the nerdy stuff that we talked about before, that is a perfect example right there of how you do it. I mean, the obvious stuff, like if you're having a scene out in the rain and they actually have water dripping on them, that audio is completely scrapped. There's no Mm -hmm. way they can use that stuff. They have to re-record all that because the the mics pick up all that other stuff. And they record it live to use as reference for the same pacing, the same expressions. And you actually be surprised if you ever tried to do it to yourself. Uh, how easy it is for you to replicate your own tone and timbre and, and expression. I do it when yeah. I'm doing well, TikTok but you're, Are you lip syncing yourself, though? Are you just doing... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. I mean, sometimes them. you do it. You can clean it up and you can... And because it's your voice and your face, the brain just makes the connection because <laughs> it sounds like it's coming from you. I watched... I found somebody on TikTok on my For You page the other day. Her job is doing Foley. footsteps. Yeah. Putting the yeah, that's, audio. Yeah, it's called to a Foley artist. F O L E Y. That is a crazy job because it's not just yeah. that. It's any sound effects that are not pulled from a library. So, and a lot of times, instead of doing it from a library, they'll just dedicate what. If you ever go to the movies and you happen to sit through the credits because you're waiting for some after credit scene or whatever, watch out for the Foley artist in the audio section. That's a person who will like add the, the classic examples like clopping together coconut shells to make it sound like horses or banging mm-hmm. on it or like you know uh uh vibrating like a saw or something to make it sound like thunder like hitting a metal sheet that is that's a one person's whole job <laughs> it's just to have a microphone in a room and just record all kinds of crazy sounds like that and sometimes it's not the sound that you think <laughs> it's like something crazy they concocted yeah and then they like that's crazy or sometimes it's a series of sounds that they put together like the famous one is uh, Jurassic Park. Like the sound of the T-Rex is an elephant, a dolphin, a lion roaring. It's like four or five different animals that they like combine. Oh, on top yes. Of each other. I it's have that, seen that. It's that, but yeah. doing it with – so a Foley artist does it with practical effects. They literally are recording sounds in a room as opposed to uh, doing audio edits to pre-recorded sounds. 
that's that's a difference. But that is mm-hmm. uh, those people are incredible. Their minds are so strange the way that they can think about putting things together. That's all they do. They just record things. And they go, oh, that sounds like right? this. And then they, you know, <laughs> imagine being like trying to make a move and be like, we have to get a specialist in to make this sound of a blah, blah, blah. Like it's so or like the right? sound of like bones crunching when you punch or something. You know, they like they like uh, yeah. crack a thing of toast like a baguette or something they like burn and then they crack it and then like that you know it's like that kind of stuff like it's so wild yeah if you ever uh are interested you could look up foley sound work on youtube and there's a bunch of videos of of like how they they're also oh. on tiktok now and is there a foley section really of tiktok fun. that's amazing so that's, that's so, yeah that's, that's what so i was wild. on the other day it I got warped into her page because I, I know it was there just is a so guy who sits with a drum, like a snare drum, and one hi hat, and then he always brings in little, little props, and he does he takes clips from like Simpsons episodes or SpongeBob or like any of that stuff, or Minions, and he makes the practical effects with all the things in front of him, like on a little short TikTok. That's his whole TikTok. Hmm. I just didn't know there was more than just him. <laughs> that's that's really cool. I mean, I guess that's kind yes. of the internet. There's like a, everything on there. <laughs> anyway, we got sidetracked. All right, here we are. Ken, look, you nicked him. If he can bleed, we can hurt him. And if we can hurt him, we can kill him. And we will. I mean, that logic is not totally solid, but we'll go with it for now. <laughs> but it's also, yeah, it's right, also so, so, in a box. So. Then David can never leave the island. Mary murder that doesn't matter. I've already made peace with that. What matters is Henry. <laughs> Mom and dad fighting as <laughs> usual. How much time do we have? Maybe he's like, that's not a part of this conversation. Spell wears off. If he's airborne, he could be anywhere on the island. Now is much time. I suggest we get started looking. Where is he? MGK. Gone. There's nothing you can do. He's already won. And never fails. I would beat the shit out of him. How about I make you talk? Regina, wait. Regina's got the same idea. no time. I don't think torture is our best move here. Look at these kids. They've been to hell and I do. We need to try something else. Yeah, we try the cute and cuddly. MGK is not one of to reason. What else do you have to offer? What every kid wants. Emma's learning, quickly. A mother. How to be a leader, right? It's more than just, like, the brash first instinct you well me and regina are ready to blow shit so maybe on your side this morning i uh, spoke with an agent look how young she looks a baby boy from phoenix with a family nearby in boston with a family how's that fate because at the last minute the adoption fell through it happens so the baby still needs a home yikes indeed as i say fate appears to be on your side the agency He's in Boston. It felt like a drug deal. <laughs> that was aggressive. Well, Ms. Oh my gosh, Mills, you're that reminded African. me. I read a yeah. book last week. Read a book last week where the main character moved to Boston. Guess where she was from? Storybook. <laughs> really? <laughs> Maine. What part of Maine? I'm Did like, what? Oh, I can't remember the town name now, but it was like this tiny little town up in northern Maine. And she, her dream and her, like, high school boyfriend's dream was to relocate to Boston. And those are the wow. only two locations in the whole book were Boston and... Triggered. Starting <laughs> down in Maine. And I was like, okay. All right. Okay, wow, once upon a time. That's awesome. That's really cool. Patient is almost too good to be true. I mean, your references are impeccable. 
And this town you live in, Storybrook. It's made up, right? Third term. <laughs> All unopposed. Never heard of Storybrook. That's because it's oh, made it's up. A Are you listening? Hidden gem. Peaceful. Perfect for children. It's like a fairy tale. You should come visit sometime. <laughs> I get two weeks off a year, and all due respect, Sandals has an inclusive buffet. You got Sandals, that in bro. I'm afraid not. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I've explained your rights and responsibilities, but there's one item I'd like to go over in detail. This is a closed adoption, which means you'll never be able to contact your child's birth parents. It's a complete information blackout. Oh, that's okay. Parents' names, She'll ethnicity, just shop at my front door. genealogical records. You won't have access to any of it. I'm concerned with my child's future, not his past. Well, then congratulations. You ready to meet your son? Yes. Well, hello there. It was fate, wasn't it? Henry. Henry, huh? You don't meet a lot of Henrys nowadays. Very old world. That's the weirdest. Why would you say that's not even true? <laughs> what are you talking? It's a, it's a that's really common literally name. not true. It's not like Gerald or some shit. I went to school wow. with plenty of Henrys. Um, how old is this kid? Like six months, maybe. It's like he said his yeah, name was like Edgar. Uh, how do how do we do the the? Here's a a newborn baby in, in TV. Is it six months? It can't be a year. So, so three months. That baby months? looks okay. like he's like four months old. I guess that's a decent amount of time to just. There's never a newborn yeah. baby, obviously, for safety obvious reasons, health yeah, yeah. and safety reasons. But it's always funny to look at it if you you know you've been around <laughs> you're like, a baby. This, if you're a parent. If you, this you know, did not come out of another human being this big. <laughs> You look at it and you're like, "That's a bowling ball, dude." No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the case here. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. That is like a healthy okay. four. Or five well, I mean, well, I guess you could adopt a five-month-old baby too. That's not like we're not we're not necessarily claiming this you as could. a newborn within the story. Um, but yeah. Anyway, she's uh, she's saying that he named him obviously after her father. What's my father's name? He passed some time ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> you murdered him. Yeah, kinda. Oh. oh, you need some help? Not oh, even a little no. bit. I've got it. <laughs> what was he gonna do? <laughs> you just have to knock them on the head real hard when they cry. It's fine. I got you. Here, let me show you. Like, Wait, okay. What? Guys, listen to me. We are not gonna hurt you. I know you're loyal to Pan, and I get that. But you are making a terrible mistake. For a long time, I thought I was never going to find my family. I was an orphan, like all of you, a lost girl. And I was reminded today that lost I am girl. not alone. I guess. Drink? That I have a lot of people that love me. And I never thought that was going to happen. If that can happen to me, it can happen to you. Pan is the only family we need. No. <laughs> Someone shut him up. Please. Pan lied to you and made you do terrible things. He lied to Henry and convinced him to give up his own heart. To save the island. No, to save himself. Don't listen to her. Pan cares about all of us. No, he doesn't. We care about you. 
and we can save you. You guys are strangers. We can take you home with us to our land. Haven't they been with Pan for like 300 years or something? <laughs> like, right. Literally you guys just centuries. Up like a week ago. But I mean, it is. They yeah, are at rock bottom. That's true. That's no true. Leg. I'm just saying. You're you're trying to push to like. Well, we care about you. Like. You're strangers. We're pushing the trust thing when we we should really yeah. be pushing the you're yeah, based yeah. Uh, That's thing, I mean. and yeah. we should get you out. There's no reason to fear Pan anymore. Until he absorbs the power from Henry's heart, he can be stopped. Oh, now this rule happens? Since when? Leave now while Pan still allows you to breathe. That's the only help you'll get. Where is Pan? Not telling can you really bring like somebody hit shut your mouth that's all you need just need one she's yes. smart enough to know this with your help his thinking tree no yes his thinking tree stop it all of you what is that it's where he goes when he wants to be alone you can find him there it's not far no don't trust her can you tell us where that is yeah but you have to swear are they playing her swear that you'll take this with you I promise. We are going home. All of us. That was intense. Who is this bundle of joy? Do you have a problem with him crying? No, of course not. Okay, it's time to be quiet. It's time to be quiet. They don't understand English yet. What? Do you want some advice? Try a story. That's how they soothe themselves. A bedtime story. Get some used to your voice. Worked with Ruby. Her issues started later. (laughs) (laughs) Like around 15 or 16, actually. Do we we drink at Granny's hoe shaming every time she... Yeah, her, her, yeah, her slut shaming. She does it all the time. Every time I'm like, damn, Granny, come on. Yeah, she's a boomer. Come on, girl. <laughs> I mean, Granny the, is a boomer. Beginning season, the beginning she's season. She's like, one put your midriff away. It's problematic for different reasons, for different reasons, but, but we do love yes, her. Yes, <laughs> but we love her. That is is not crying at all. Oh. Ah. It's great. They had to like squirt yogurt or some nonsense on her. Stop. And his lungs are healthy. Clearly. Hey, it's short hair. Oh, Dr. Whale. Bro, this baby's just crying. What? It's obvious what the problem is. He's a crying baby. I paid for this. Actually, your insurance did. What do I do? Dude, what? Do you see something? 10 cc's of maternal love. Uh, uh, Okay. Where was that Dr. Whale season one? That was amazing. I'm clapping to that. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, what happened to him? Can we do a chest x-ray? Is he a smoker? (laughs) That's amazing. Is he a smoker? What's the problem? He's a crying baby. That's the problem. He's just crying. That, that's it. Oh, that was fantastic. I really wish that was the character the whole time. 
That may, that makes me yeah, feel a lot. Then you would have some actual charisma to work with. Dr. Whale. Right. No one loves of maternal love. more than me. Which means there's something wrong with my son. Your job is to help him. Do it. Sure, I could order well, additional testing, but right uh, with babies, there are risks. And it's generally nothing and not worth it. Generally? Well, in some cases, there could be something abnormal happening. But we'd need the birth mother to find out. You mean the woman who abandoned him? You think she can soothe him? I'm his mother. You misunderstand me, Regina. <laughs> Bitch, we're talking if about something were in fact wrong with you. Baby, maybe there's something in her medical record, something genetic that could be causing She's a problem. She's so dumb. But the only people who can help us fill those blanks are the biological parents. But it was a closed adoption. There's no way to contact them. Sydney, grab a pencil. There's an adoption agency in Boston on Dartmouth Street. Say again. There's noise hey. on the line. Miss Blanchard. Yeah. Oh. Meet Henry. Oh. Make yourself useful. Boston Angel Adoption on Dark. Deal with this. I need the name of Henry's biological mother. Isn't that against the law? Well, that's why I called you, Sydney. Because I know for me, you do whatever it takes. I need this done. There's something wrong with my son. He won't stop. Do it. This is how really? I felt today. Do what? Huh. Just so we're clear. Well, I'm just holding him. Here. My no. child liked everybody <laughs> but me. Is this real? Does this really happen? At this age? Really? Oh, yes. No, just... no. I'm so yes. sorry. I, I, did I do something? It no. can just be from, like... like... No, you didn't. Wow. Person to person, no. yes. It wasn't big with Harper. Harper was a very easy baby. Like, really, generally had no. I just didn't know if it was that black and white. Like, like, like that. Like, you but know. yeah. Really? Wow. It like day one. That's where it is. Yes. This is north of here. It is crazy, like how much of a personality mm -hmm. a newborn baby can have. It, it's bizarre to me because I right. really did think that they were like potatoes Keep for the first six alive. months that yeah. you just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know hung out with for a little, like whatever but no you bring her you bring them home and you're there's like there's a lot of, yeah what happens now like you're hmm. a person and they're leaving me with you wow. i'm responsible for you it's really interesting i mean it i figured it just looked very it looked like an over dramatized version of what may, might happen just the fussiness in general like because the the, the what the illusion here is that you know she's got some evil thing and the baby can pick up on it and snow's always pure at heart so you know they're, they're kind of like playing with that but I, I have seen some version of that happen in real life that has nothing to do with the personality of the person holding them it's not that the baby perceives that person as a threat but i was wondering if it was just that like they just simply don't like thank you being in the hands of one person versus another and so they just get i wasn't sure if it was that you know that quick i don't know tv sometimes likes to likes to you know kind of oversell some real moments sometimes no and her bringing henry to the hospital to be like something's wrong with my oh, baby i'm sure i'm also sure, not I'm sure i i make made fun of it i'm sure i will be the person to wake up in the middle of the night and try and bring a baby to, to the hospital mm -hmm. um harper fell once from the bed to the floor oh of course the most traumatizing morning of my life 
she was fine after 20 seconds. She went from fluffy bed to carpet. So, like, right. it was, I brought her to the pediatrician. I literally yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. make sure my baby is not concussed. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, they're going to call child services on me because my baby fell. Like, and my pediatrician, I've said this before, I think, on here. My Harvard's mm-hmm. pediatrician was my pediatrician when I was a baby, like, through my entire childhood. And he was like, Isla, I'm not calling child services on you. And your baby is completely fine. Uh, she took a little tumble. He was like, babies are the most resilient creatures on the entire planet. For creatures that we are, that are mostly made of water and real easy to break, it is insane to me that our bodies are made so truly resilient before the age of like 30. You know what I mean? Um, Have you also ever seen... No, aren't there bones like super far apart? They're like super tiny. They're (laughs) all just spaces. They're just hanging out. So when he was explaining it to me, he was like, Isla, there's like jelly. nothing there to break. He was like, it's just That's... some parts floating around. Yeah. He was like, it's just a little mold <laughs> right now. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> That's crazy. Me at every single ultrasound appointment, I'm like, That's <laughs> in my body. I'm like, oh my God. You really just feel like an alien. It's insane. <laughs> And that's how we grow. All of us, billions of us, just came from these little tiny dots inside a skin suit. And then you just, like, grow into it eventually. <laughs> like, what? And then you have to think about the fact that all women, <laughs> this is a science class now, all women are born yeah, as a baby with all yeah. of their eggs. So the day you're born. So technically, Harper has been true. with me that's my true. entire that's life. True. That's a great that's a great thought, though, isn't it? The scariest thing to think about. I know, I know. It's like, it's it, kind of I beautiful. love thinking yeah. about it because it's, it's written in the stars. But like, how bizarre is that? That I have, so like, when people like have babies, you're like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you them kind of have, life. Yeah. I'm like, well, wow. sometimes you do. Oh, why don't we, see, we said we were going to put the, the more you know sound on the sound deck and we didn't do it. The more you know. Oh, yeah. Ding. <laughs> This is me actually sounding maybe even a little bit smart for once, where I'm like, facts. Did you know babies have <laughs> flimsy bones? the time fact and... of the week. Oh, that's great. The pixie dust used to grow. You know where that is? Aye, uh, the whole region is deserted now. Now my pan has set foot in those woods in centuries. Now let's make history. We're going to need you here. Once we get Henry's heart, it's going to be a race back. We need help on both ends. What do you need from us? She's like a general Let's now. Let's gather up the Lost Boys and get them on board the Jolly Roger. Prepare the ship to fly. Let's hope you have a Pegasus sail. Otherwise, we're at the mercy of the trade winds. Depends shadows in here. Don't get us home. As long as your ship holds together. Well, as long as your plan holds together. She will. Henry's going to be with me the entire like time. It. Just Nothing enough sass. It's going to happen yeah. to you two are away. You mean three? I may be trapped on this island for the rest of eternity, so if you think I'm not going to be spending my last moments with my daughter, you're crazy. Okay. Let's do it. Snow. I do like that they're just like whizzing by it, though. They're not making a big deal about it. They're like, all right, fine. Right, Right, but like, that's not your moment, Snow. If you just tell me what you want, I'll do anything for you. Anything. We got to remember that this is also Bad the man. evil queen freshly in a new, you know, persona. Yeah. And she's a never had to be this loving before. So she thinks world. just shouting at things is going to get her way. And that's just not how you have to deal with it. 
Thank you. Also, you will literally oh, yeah. barter with the devil to get your baby to stop crying during those early days. You're like, no, yeah, I will literally give you the <laughs> Me. I will go last fine. if you stop. The agency was a dead end, but I worked my magic with the health department. Found out all about his mother. I'm faxing over the information right now. You should have it any second. It's here. It's the 80s. Faxing. If they just no, this is over? the early 2000s now. Oh, it's 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Henry. Yeah. You knew. Knew what exactly? The child that you <laughs> located from me in Phoenix. His mother was found in the woods outside of Storybrooke 18 years ago. What a startling coincidence. 18 years His ago? His delivery is so good. I'm afraid I'm missing the significance. You'll have to forgive me. My memory's not been used to be. See, this leads me to believe that he didn't. He couldn't have not known. So he knew the There's whole no time. Way. He knew the whole time. Yeah. They, I he's mean, pulling a memory joke right now. He's known day one. He never lost his memories. He's been holding this card in his back pocket for 30 something years. So <laughs> we originally thought that he was uh, reunited with his memories. But when... I also think that we figured out he knew the whole time. Did we figure out before that? Wasn't there, didn't he allude to something under the apple tree in front of her house or something like that? Someone needs to go back to a previous episode of ours. I don't know. And tell us whether or not we've had this conversation. I think he's known the whole time. And I think we figured it out before, but I don't remember. I don't remember either. Someone tell us if we're having an Alzheimer's. Yeah. Because I feel like, (laughs) I feel like we did, maybe we did have this conversation before, but. A Denny Crane mad cow moment. Like now is, I feel like this is. Just like it, not uh, suspicion. This is justified proof given to us by the script itself. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, that like there's no way he could be having this conversation in this snooty way that he's doing it, right? Without and making like, oh, my memory's not what it used to be. Like, don't give me that. There's no, I can't. I would never believe that for real. But that means, and this, I want to rewind it because that's. I want to hear that startling coincidence line again because that was comedy goals that's such that delivery is he's completely straight faced <laughs> he didn't let up at all we're gonna rewind like twice let's try that you knew knew what exactly the child that you located from me in phoenix his mother was found in the woods outside of storybrook 18 years ago what a startling coincidence. <laughs> Dead 18 face. Just years like ago? Face. I fear I'm missing the significance. You'll have to forgive me. My memory's not what it used to be. This is body Henry's language and everything. Henry's mother yeah. was found as a baby on a very significant day. The day this town. This town. This town what? She's important, isn't she? This mother. Is she important? I suppose in as much as she gave birth to your son. They, they yeah. trying to make me believe Gull's just that you much of a dick. You built this There's yeah. no way. into this whole thing, didn't you? You made this happen. Because the mother. She's... She's what, Madam Mayor? This mother that you seem to fear so much. Oh, you really know nothing of what I'm talking about. Well, I know you're upset. That much is clear. You told me I'd come to you. That I'd have a hole in my heart. And... You want this to end? 
Wouldn't he be like, I never said that? I built. Yeah. You want to destroy it all by bringing the mother back. That's why you did all this. Do you know you have dark circles under your eyes? (laughs) A weary tremble in your voice. Poor thing. Look what motherhood has done to you. I gotta tell you, I aspire to the level of, of unbothered no, of like no fucks given that Mr. Yeah, Cold this is. is the most most unbothered you could ever get. I have never seen a person in my life take something in stride. So the amount of confidence you have to have to have somebody be yelling like customer service, right? Yeah, think about this. And I'm not saying anyone in customer service could ever get away with anything like this, but I'm just saying like you get yelled at for a living. Like, just that skill to just be able... Because I have seen some TikToks of this, a couple people, of, like, when people are nasty on customer service. Like, this girl who's uh, from New York and Puerto Rican and talking with her friends. And then she gets on customer service, puts on her customer service voice. And then somebody starts getting nasty. And then she, like, puts her hair up and takes her earrings off as if they can see that on the phone. And then starts to write. Like, I'm like, that's the level. Like, as a person, I've only seen a a very small handful of people in my life be able to pull that off. And every single time... it's like an Olympic sport. It's so impressive to me. Yes. I don't know. It's just like, it's, I feel like it's something you either have or you don't. You can't fake that. No. I don't know. It feels it's an like art. A, it's it a really, skill. It's an art. You're right. It is. Dumb all you want, you little imp. You should know who you're dealing with by now. I sacrifice everything to build this life, and nothing will tear me away from my revenge. Henry goes back to Boston tomorrow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you mad? <laughs> right. Look. So they can't just let him out. Don't we find out, like, careful what was happening yeah, to him? I wouldn't have just left it behind for no reason. While he David's was David's only home. way home. Without gold, we're stuck here. Okay, effects department. So some vines just snapped out from a tree and just yeah, wow. held him captive. Yeah, wow, him up around the tree. Some pretty good effects work there. Don't you know? Peter Pan never fails. I didn't expect you to find me. Then again, I shouldn't be surprised. Your mother's quite tenacious about your offspring. Believe it or not, I understand that. But if you're looking to see Henry again, I have to tell you there's only one place you'll be reunited. In death. See, he right there. So Regina just barged into the the adoption office's guy's office and put the baby on the table. And right there, he should have said, do you need some more help with the crying? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just you, use it, guys. Use the script. I wrote out instructions for his bedtime nap time. Are you serious right now? Ms. Mills, I assure you, the baby will be in expert hands. Here. I left instructions. I'm, I'm just sad that this couldn't work out. Circumstances were unforeseen. Not every child is the right fit for a parent. And sometimes putting the child first can mean having the strength to give him up. Where will Henry go next? We already have a new family lined up. He's going to be just fine. I remember the scene. Yikes. I tell you what. 
You take a minute. I'll be right back. Okay? I gotta, we gotta find out who this guy is, because I'm pretty sure he used to be on the Cosby show and maybe a different oh, really? world. I think he was one of the, like, the older friends, like Theo's, like, you know, or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Because he looks familiar. Oh, Henry. That is a Chinese baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That's a different baby altogether. You're the only one in all the realms who believes in me. Damn, they were just like, that's eh, fine. <laughs> Approved. They were running out of time. Would you like me to hold him so we can get the last little signature? No. There's a thing to put him in sorry. right there. Why would you need to hold him? Henry's <laughs> just put him son. down. All right, yay, Regina says he's his son. She's... The best thing for Henry is to stay with a mother who will never let go of him. Ever again. Wouldn't the adoption agency be like fishy? That's a huge red flag. I was going to say. Yeah, no. I'm afraid there's been a hiccup. You'll have to go back on the waiting list. The mother changed her mind. I'm sorry. We lost him. Yes. No. But I can put you back on the list. Pan will not be pleased. This is why we don't give up. We will get that child. Oh. Having trouble moving. They look so good. Not a surprise. They do. They're are. so cool. You see what's hastening your demise is your regret. What are you talking? About? Like they are like that. I would do that for Halloween or like cosplay or uh, uh, bounding. Like I would be them, and no one would get it. Go to Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, like super arbitrary characters from this dumb show that no one watched. <laughs> In the grand scheme of like cons, you know what I mean? Yes. You'd be like, oh, I'm this very specific character that only showed up in one season of Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I would. Okay, are you guys going to Not So Scary? You should do that. Oh, that's actually a good idea. I actually kind of love that. It's because, like, doing, just like, a funny, obscure characters for Not So Scary is so fucking funny. I know. It's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, the thing that people wouldn't expect. Yes. <laughs> You're, like, the rat from Zootopia. You're, like, what? Who? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's It's just entertaining to me. Because I feel like it makes people angry somehow. Because they don't get it, you know? But then the people that get it, you get, like, the best inside joke laugh out of it. That's true. That's a good point. No, I like that. All right, we'll make a plan. Maybe we'll do something like that. Oh, my God. Harper could be, like, she could be Tink. She already was Tinkerbell. Oh, that's right. We already have our not-so-scary costumes picked out. Of course you do. (laughs) Obviously, I would expect as much. You take this very seriously. I do. It's my favorite holiday. This is my Christmas. We can't expect you not to have it. It's June already. (laughs) I know. And we're going to the uh, first weekend in September. So it's basically tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> the time works right anyway back in the forest here we are this tree is the site of a very important event for me i abandoned my boy here. it's where i you became a man son. gross i'm older than i look if you have a child you must regret losing him too but i don't was it actually see i have them all boxed up so i don't lose him again <laughs> look at her well, face is your son that he is how is that possible? Why would he let You're that go? younger than him. Not really. Just like you and your daughter. You're a fraud. Your magic is weakened. You can't even hurt us. She's Let doing that manipulative evil right. thing again. Yeah. Gaslight you. But that's why I'm here. This tree will protect me until my power's restored. And then, well, then I get to have some real fun. And I won't have to ever worry about my child again. Something else we will all soon have in common. 
For it just being two of them out of the whole group, <laughs> who said no, it was no, the whole group? Sorry, no, no. Uh, so that's our title of the episode, which I feel like is that a was very, good. very that fulfilling was a good one. one. Some of them are really lame, and that one was yep. felt really good. Uh, how do you feel about Regina? Regina's being a bad person make makes her She's somehow a, 100% a good person, right, though. But you know what I mean? Like somehow her her I like that this show postulates that her evil is not always villainy. Those are different things. Yes. You know what I mean? Her like be like doing bad things despite the reason is not always uh malicious. I mean I mean tortured and murdered. It's, it can't get more malicious than that, but it's not always only being a villain. I it's so like much more complex than that. Her evilness is not the end-all be-all of Regina. And I True. guess that's what they're really trying to say. I mean, the very opening of the show didn't say something to the effect of, like, the fairy tale that you thought you knew. It, like, yeah. it wasn't the whole story. I feel like that probably, out of all the characters, probably applies the most to me, to Regina. Because mm-hmm. the evil queen, you just think, tried to kill someone, got bested, got overthrown. You know, and you think of a lot of villains that way. Gaston was just a hothead. He went in, brute force, fell off the castle. He died. Like there was, there's nothing in between, and there, there's something so not black and white about Regina that it's, it's just yeah. like every time you think you have her figured out, it's just you don't. Like it's she's just, an onion. She's such, a, she's such a complex person. She's an onion, and she's got a lot of layers. She really, really does. And like the, and the fact that I don't regret it. Not because I'm a bad person. I don't regret it because I was fighting for my child. Is like, and that is again kind of Rumpelstiltskin's whole bag was he did a whole bunch of things he did and you know helped Regina place this car son because he needed to get his son back. Like every so we have always said out loud that we forgive Rumpel, not forgive him, but we we understand he has a little bit of an out because at least the stuff that he's done has always been because of his son as opposed to like Akora who's just been a lunatic, right? So <laughs> it's it's that I think maybe that's. The Regina, I think we like Regina and Rumple similarly, like in similar ways. And I yeah. think it's because they share that characteristic that no matter how evil that they are, they do still seem like they have 
good in their hearts that gets twisted into doing evil things for it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea that it's not black and white. I think in real life, it makes it less scary that things are not so binary. That there Yeah, are some... like humans now are closer to who Rumpel and Regina are than the heroes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we are all made of flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we we as people do not operate in black and white zeros and ones and yin and yang i mean there's Mm -hmm. balance but i think there is a spectrum and i think that's the most complex part about human emotion is the spectrum part of it you can't just nail it down it's not the same for every person it's not the same for every situation and i think this show really does capture that in a very smart and also fun way it's not like highbrow beating you with a you know like bible thumping you know what i mean like or or anything like that like it's not like saying you know you're wrong for doing this or you're right for doing this i think it it does show that you can't always that whole judge a book by its cover thing i think is rooted in the fact that it's complex you know it's not always it's not always what you think Someone should, someone should just cut his hair. <laughs> MGK. <laughs> just buzz him. Hold on, Henry. This whole magic heart thing is confusing to me. You can just, like, push it in and out of stuff. Like, it just, yeah. like, phases through just your chest, but not your hand somehow. Like, I don't know. Were too late? Henry? Honey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it easy, buddy. I'm sorry. I I wanted to save magic. It's okay. It's okay. We're gonna have to have the stranger danger talk with you, boy. There's plenty of time for that. Now it's time to rest. Welcome back, young sir. Only the best for our guest of honor, don't you think? Captain's quarters. Come on. I'll tuck you in. Gina, I'm another so baby. I'm a, I'm a not Chinese baby this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so glad the way things worked out. There's just one problem, Dr. Hopper. I'm afraid. No, I'm dreading. And Henry's birth mother will wake up one day full of regret over leaving him and come here to take him back. That's awfully specific. <laughs> Wasn't it a closed adoption? And you're both perfectly anonymous to each other, right? Yes, but I'm worried about something bigger than the laws at play. Fate. She keeps trying to talk magic to these people who don't know magic as a thing. They don't know anything that you're talking about, girl. Regina, if you keep worrying about this, (laughs) you'll never enjoy the present. This child has brought something to you. Hold on. Yes. I'm not going to play the rewind sound, but he just said something that's really important. Someone out there who could destroy it. Regina, if you keep worrying about the future, you'll never enjoy the present. Archie. Deep Archie. I guess in in 2022, I feel like it's a very important thing for us to be focusing on. This is going to be Mackie's next Instagram picture. Yeah, no, for real. Child has brought something to you. Love. Revel in that. Revel in being a mother. He is an incredible actor. Yeah. Okay, we're back at the mausoleum. 
Ah, uh, Daddy Mills. Oh, Henry's meeting Henry. Thank you, Father. Once upon a time, there was a queen. And she cast a glorious be. curse. I know. That gave her everything she He's wanted. a cute baby. <laughs> I know. Or so she thought. She despaired when she learned that revenge was not enough. She was lonely. And so she searched the land for a little boy to be her prince. And then she found him. And though they lived happily, it was not ever after. There was still an evil out there lurking. The queen was worried for her prince's safety. What if she was just making herself a cocktail? She knew. She <laughs> what is she making? <laughs> She's like a little grenadine. <laughs> the boy. She also knew she couldn't raise him worrying. No. She needed to put her own troubles aside and put her child first. I don't remember this, but is this supposed it's to be a forgetting curse? The queen procured yeah. an ancient potion of forgetting. Alright. So that's what I thought this was. It's alright. But I'm curious as to how this plays out, because obviously she's the queen she knows. drinks the potion, she won't forget her child. She'll only forget her worries. Her troubles. And what a thing to do to put your child first to forget her fears. To forget your revenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. That feels like a not evil thing to do. Feels like a very responsible and with those thing. Those gone. Yeah. She and her prince can indeed. It's a very selfless thing. Yeah. That's what I mean. Cuz she thought that was it. Yeah. Happily ever after. So she's either going to not drink it or there's going to be some She doesn't drink the last drop like Hercules. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so oh, we I now need the block. bridge between why she does That's know by the time Emma gets there. Yeah. Pizza. Hold on, Space Paranoids. This is good. Let's go back. <laughs> oh boy. The internet was like, nope. JK. <laughs> For real? You're just gonna... Oh, okay. That's a... There you go. <laughs> oh, I know that look. That's five hours of Space Paranoids and too much pizza. <laughs> Pizza's good. She should have been like, you're hungover. <laughs> also, how would he know what Space Paranoids is? There's no arcade in Storybook. So no one can ever take your Maybe heart. there is. Ever is again. Maybe Granny has a machine. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mom. So she just put a spell on him so no one can ever take his heart again, and I don't remember if that ever comes up again. 
be home soon. My little prince. Aww. This is really sweet. I don't care how fucked up she is. She's a good mom. See what I mean? That's good writing. Can't... Also, sick captain's quarters. I know. Here. This boat is dope. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! So good thing Regina just put that heart. I was gonna say, spell. is that when it comes up again? Like immediately? <laughs> also, we're just getting real risky opening Pandora's box like that. Like, how did we know to let him out but not all the other bats? Right? Yeah, seriously. Bye. Bye -bye. Oh! Henry, you're safe, you're safe. I mean, relatively speaking. Look at it, the first thing he asked about is Henry. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me Ben was your father? Because I didn't want you to know that I was as bad a father as he was. Because we're both the same, me and him. Because we both abandoned our sons. No. Okay, you did regret it, though. You're not the same. Mm. Say it. He came back for me, Papa. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've been waiting a long time for that moment, too, for Neil I to know. finally forgive him. I know. Good closure. <laughs> that means... You can cure me. We can go home. A family. Snow is being really grossly selfish right now, and it's really fucking pissing me off. I mean, ever... I'm not gonna get into a whole thing about it. But the whole reason they got caught in the vines is because oh. she was like, We need to let him out so I can what go home. Doing? Yeah, that's I true. wanted your heart, Henry. But your mother took it away from me. Left me for that. Her mistake. Yeah, bitch, try again. So it really did come. Oh, really. Clever. What are you doing? Blood magic works both ways. Father. I don't understand this concept of taking your shadow away hurts. It's real weird. Uh-oh. And like, what is he gonna do with it? But, hey, guess what? He's also the same blood. Henry? Henry? Henry is. Yeah. So everybody's eyes blinked, it was weird. Henry. It's okay. I'm okay. Are you sure? He's a strong boy, Regina. You raised him well. Kind of a nice moment between them two, also. That is a beautiful moment. Yeah, I was gonna say, where are all those lost boys at? I know. <laughs> Ready, Regina? I love when they all do their little nodding to work together. I know, I like that too. That's so cute. Oh, the lost boys are already on the ship. Damn, that's one hell of a wake-up call. This is like... Oh, you can't help make it? Store-bought is fine. <laughs> you think it'll fly? It has no choice. Then let's get the hell out of Neverland. As you wish, my lady. Bosun, way out! 
little cheeky. Goodbye, Skull Island. So now we get the black, the black flag. You know, when we first landed on this island, you said we'd all need to work together. Just try anything. Let's uh, be honest. I didn't think it was possible. He looks good. Hero, His hair looks good. Yeah, because you're a fucking Debbie Downer. Pirate. We could all be united, but we were because of the most important piece of the puzzle. A leader. I said that. I said that. A leader. I'm just glad that we were all able to work together and get Henry home. Get all of us home. Josh Dallas is looking fine. He looks though. so good. Like... <laughs> I forgot she was here, honestly. Better than being yeah, in a cage, isn't it? Oh, Tink's coming too? Damn. Are we really free? Yes, Wendy. Soon you'll see your brothers. Tink has to say, remember that time when I tried to kill you? Jokes. All jokes, I promise. I was totally kidding. <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's start over. Tink was real mad at Wendy for a long time, but that's okay. Not Literal in, not in this version, for you. I oh I've God, saved yes. it all this time. I could never use it, but maybe you can. It's pixie dust. It's the last bit from the last flower in the treetops. It's an art. I can't make it work. I've got no magic. Not since I lost my wings. You'll figure it out. I believe in you, Tink. I believe in fairies. I get it. They're like loose, loosely. It's all right. Yeah. Hey. You feeling okay? Shouldn't you be resting? And bring some food if you're feeling up for it. I'm feeling much better now. What do you have? Salted I meat? I think the pressure <laughs> is good for me. Henry, I know we haven't had much of a chance to be a family. Not yet. I want you to know that you have a dad now. Now and for forever. I'll never leave you, okay, buddy? A lot of closure happening all at once in this episode. I'm glad you got your son back, Regina. Seems the evil. This feels like a season finale. It does. Yes, it's you know because we're leaving a land finally. It was also way too easy. Right. And you still had some good in you. Apparently, you still have some magic in you. What? What happened? Well, if I had to guess, I'd say for a moment there, you believed. Believed what? <laughs> this is so vague. In yourself. <laughs> no, for real. What are they serving for food on this thing? Where did we get? Oh, MGK. Boy. What's going on with him? Oh, he's trying I'm to be nice hungry. to him. Because he's Henry. But I came to thank you. He's looking old. I know. No matter what those other traitors do, I'm on Pan's side. And Pan never fails. What? Oh, that's right. You heard me. I remember this. Peter Pan never fails. He can't be stopped. Even when they think he's defeated. When they think they've won. He finds a way. So you think you're not safe? Oh, no, I'm perfectly safe. During our struggle, my fate was sealed. The one who's in trouble is Henry. But you're Henry. <laughs> Bro, not you're not getting it, dude. <laughs> Stupid ass. Yeah. You switched. You sure you're not hungry? 
Thank you. So Henry's in Pandora's box? Yeah. And He's no. so dumb. You had to say it out loud. Asshole. Let's play. This kid's having a rough summer vacation. He had to be like, Peter, right? <laughs> hey, there it is. Y'all, we did it. Well. We did something. We did a thing. Uh, yeah, that took a turn. <sighs> um, so when their eyes got all flashy at the end. So what? So, okay. So, yeah, okay. So they Freaky Friday. Exactly. Pan was uh, struggling with him. I don't remember that literally at all. I As soon as he came over and started speaking in that weird voice, he's <laughs> Jacob was Gilmore is doing a good job. He's doing a good job separating out the people, right? He has to use his big boy voice now. He has to talk really deep and speak weird. Yeah. And his carriage is all different, you know, but, but that's good. That's, you know, you need to kind of separate yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. But when they were, he, Pan was holding on to Henry's shadow and then he was going into Pandora's box and I thought that he said blood magic works both ways and I was like, oh no, it's going to work on Henry too because he's also in the same bloodline. But actually what that was was Pan switching with him. His eyes flashed. They Both of their yeah. eyes flashed. And so Henry is in Pan's body now trapped in Pandora's box and Pan's out to play. I do remember that because now when they go back, that's going to be the conflict for the rest of their... Yes. That's why... Season three, every, I think, right? Everyone... Well, further, yeah. So we're in episode 10 right now. Um, and by the way, the next episode, which we'll go into in a second, is called The New Neverland. The New Neverland. So, yeah. So, so there's there's going to be a little uh, little something going on there. Um, but I don't have my notes pulled up. I guess we can do MVPs now, right? Oh, yeah. So... Hoorah. Yep, that's what we do now. MVPs. MVP. All right. MVPs. So uh, MVP of Neverland, right? Yeah, Emma. Emma, why? No, Regina. No. <laughs> uh, I feel like, well, okay, MVP, who did the thing? Who did the thing? I feel like it was Emma for being a leader. No, I'm giving it to Regina because she had no regrets. She got them out of the vines. Oh, She yeah. got... Yeah, she got Pandora's box. I'm giving it to Regina. I'm going to give a split. I'm going to give a split one. Uh, I'm going to give yeah, a split okay. one to we'll Regina give it to the moms. and Emma. Yeah. We'll give it to Regina and Emma. Uh, I'm not giving it to Snow. I'm giving it to Regina and Emma. No, I'm giving it to Regina and Emma. Oh, you mean the Henry's moms. moms. Oh, Henry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I, no, Snow was a selfish bitch this episode. I'm really not getting into it, but she pissed me off. So, <laughs> I mean, we can we can talk about it because... Uh, I don't have much to say. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Every... Thing out of her mouth this episode was complete selfishness that is the only part of the episode that i didn't like and it's because the writing had to be like remember everybody's got their own not agenda but everybody's got their own thing to lose everybody's got their and they tried to do that but everybody's di- the only persons to me that felt everyone's selfish aligned was except hers. for snows yeah right like even charming was on team let's save henry and snows over here like did you know i'm stuck on this island yeah 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 i did she's being shannon yes lost yeah well when beginning she shannon. can't find her bikinis yeah yeah, yeah on yeah. the beach season, early okay, season one shannon for sure the most vain selfish attitude when everybody is dying and trying to survive on this beach shannon was like can you find my suitcase <laughs> yeah like <laughs> i i i know that people are going to disagree with that because we are traumatized and we're broken and yes <laughs> but, uh, but i can I, directly I, I relate, relate to that. that to an, another character that's not a part of my personal life so yep. i'm sticking exactly no and i i'm i'm right there with you because i felt it too 
And that's why I'm like, oh, the writing did this thing where they tried to like group her in two and I don't think it landed quite the way that they wanted to. No. You know? So I was like, oh, no, I don't really feel like that's going to work. Um, so I think split between Regina and uh, Emma, I think is So great. then to that point, I'm just going to say it now, I'm giving my LVP to Snow in Neverland. LVP to Snow in Neverland for that reason? Yeah. I don't know that I would give, would I give my LVP to her? It would be I her am because MGK. she's the reason how they got stuck in the vines. Is it her or is it all three of them? Because it snapped all three of them. Well, she said she went to go grab it when she was saying, I need Rumpel to get off this island. And well, when that she was a, for that it, was that's a sh- when the vines That was a in. shitty moment, but I think it was timing coincidence because he said he put it there to bait them into being in front of that tree. I think that yeah. tree, if you get anywhere near that tree and you have regret, it will like bring you in. And I think the timing of it worked well, out. Proximity, I'm still giving it to Snow. But but I, I just say that the regret was not inflicted by her. It was all three, which is weird that they would like pull in Regina just so that she can have the moment to say, I don't have regret. Like, is it yeah. because she knew it was regret that then she could? I don't know. It was weird. But um, it's either her or MGK. Because I don't think anyone really did anything. But yeah. Um, MVP of the like flashback Regina story. Archie. Hell yeah. Agreed. Where's my clap? Agreed. Absolutely. Some real sound therapist advice that we don't normally get from him. And you know what? He did. (laughs) And and he didn't back down when getting yelled at as a therapist would when someone is yelling at them because they know they're not the ones being yelled at. They're this person's just yelling about. Yep. their trauma um and i felt like that was really really realistic so i love that archie is getting mvp uh, i'll give a side mvp to dr whale for hilarious jokes in the hospital because <laughs> i really like well i was gonna give uh dr whale and um uh, mr gold the honorable mention all right this we're, week we're skip- because i loved their one line we're skipping around and i love it but i'm gonna do it anyway because my honorable mention 100 percent goes to rumple oh my okay oh wow Sorry, it's very loud. We're getting Oscar speech. My apologies. <laughs> also, that's not in the recording. They can't hear that. Only we can hear that. But you know what? Everyone's going to oh. be loud. <laughs> so the end music started playing, but you guys couldn't hear that because it's just in our headphones. Technical error. Anyway, um, so uh, I was going to be 100% Rumble because uh, I loved his standoff. Both of his standoffs in the flashback and the present day one were so dang mm-hmm. good. And just sassy enough, and I don't care, and like, it, you know, and and still seething with his plan, and, you know, it wasn't desperate, it's just that dark one energy that I really liked. But you're right, right. I, th- I feel like honorable mention, it's, it's, it's fair to do honorable mention uh, to mm-hmm. Dr. Whale as well, as that small part, um, which leaves us with LVP of the flashbacks. Um, adoption agency guy, because why are you letting her walk away with that baby after she was literally handing yeah, him back Yeah, why over? didn't you report that, Holmes? That was a little strange. That, that's my LVP, because that's some red flags that should have gone off, and that shows the cracks in our system. foster care and adoption system in this country. <laughs> I don't think that would actually happen in real life, but I appreciate it. In this it. essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, as we were saying, uh... Wow. As we were saying, uh, I wanted to find out who that guy was. I just said, wow, because I clicked a person who's listed uh, the actor. The actor Matt Cain plays glasses, glasses. I'm not kidding. Who is uh, very obviously John, but we already met John. So why did you call him glasses? That's weird. Um, uh, very handsome. I'll show you a quick picture of him since I have you on there. That's what he looks like right there. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's a good looking guy. He looks like KJ Appa. 
He is from Bristol, uh, Southwest England. He uh, has an American mother and a British father. Um, lived in in Great Britain and wow, two kinds of a fuckboy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> uh, he began his acting training at the age of nine at uh, the nationally known ITV West Television Workshop with Emma Thompson and some other workshop people. Um, and he did uh, switched at birth and a couple other BBC things and this. Um, I just happened. To, I was like, who the hell's glasses? So I had to click on that. But um, the guy, the adoption agent, his name is Julian D. Christopher. And there's no link in the wiki to him, so I'm gonna. We're, <laughs> I'm stitching this together because randomly my recording decided to stop recording. Whatever. We looked up Julian Christopher, and he apparently is not in the Cosby Show, and I'm crazy. So I'll Mandela figure out effect. who the hell I was talking about. Yeah, I guess right. I mean, I, I, because I also saw pictures of him like in this while I was looking at. It. I was like, oh, yeah, gosh. that's the guy I'm thinking Here about. Nothing. <laughs> um, and then we also, while we thought we were recording and weren't actually recording, and we discovered that Freya Tingley, who plays Wendy, is actually from Australia. Yay. That's it. That's <laughs> just that's just that. Guys, this is the My third name. time we're doing this now. We are My gonna name. jump into outstanding. We got this. We got this. Outstanding performance. Outstanding performance. We're giving it to Robert and Lana because they played five hundred different characters this episode and nailed each one beautifully, perfectly. But honorable mention to the outstanding performances also goes to the kid that plays Peter Pan and MGK and everybody on the entire scope of Once Upon a Time. And that's what you missed on Glee Part 2. <laughs> I love that people are going to get this chopped up version of this part of the show, even though for them it's not chopped up at all. But I wanted to make a, a big production out of it for no reason. Um, okay, so now for the third, maybe second time, we're going to do... <laughs> We're going to do ratings and it's going to be great. And it's going to work this time because we're manifesting because that's what we do. And I'm like, yes. Um, okay, here we go. I'm going to put this down here and then we're going to play a sound effect. And that's how it's going to work. Third Mr. Annual, Mr. Gold's Gold Star in the Field of Excellence. I did it better the first time, but this is a repeat version. So we're going to. Five stars. <laughs> five plus. Five oh, plus you're giving 100%. it a five plus? Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Five plus. Yes. And the reason is because. The reason is because. Uh, those first few scenes were so well done. I think to me, they really pushed it like well into the like 10 place. And I was deducting from there. Yes. And there was only a few tiny things that were deducted from. And it was so strong. Like you said, strong enough for us to make it feel like it was a season finale. Yes, that's, you're that's right. A really, yeah, no, you're right. This is like, a five plus episode. If we are saying that kind of thing at the end of the episode, that must mean that it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, hyped up. It's ramped up, you know, like where yeah. the adrenaline's pumping, you can feel it. Like, I felt like I was on the ship. Uh, yeah, and I feel like Like this debriefing time, with everyone? I don't know. It felt good. The, we, we talk about, like, um, having to stop a lot and that, that usually indicating that it's not a good episode. But I think in this case today, there was just a lot of juicy stuff to hold on to and to unpack. That this one, we did a lot of going back to watch a scene a second time. Not because it was bad, but because there was more there to we take out. We wanted like, to really get it. I don't know. It was good. That to me, that that this is probably my favorite episode of the season, to be honest with you, mm. just because it feels it felt like. Yeah. With with some other ones that I think are in the top three, top five. You know, I like that one with the cave, you know, with with the secrets was really re well done. The writing this season has just been, I think, really good. And now I want to go back. Cause is this the season where we had some like really bad flops or yes. was that not this one? Was it this no, one? it was this one. And yeah, you know what I think we also are feeling right now? And we've mentioned this before where we said, we just want to get out of Neverland. Like, we feel like this has been dragged on a little bit too long. But now we feel homesick. 
we want to go back to Storybrooke. So it was just good enough where we were like, oh, my God, thank God. And not in like a, oh, thank God, it's finally over. And like, a, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get home. Like, we miss Archie. We miss Ruby. We miss Granny. So now when we do the flashbacks, we're like, oh, it feels like home. That's a good point. We do. And even seeing in those flashbacks. Yeah. Just getting a little taste of it, I think. Yeah. It's like looking at pictures. Kick this back. Yeah. Looking at old that, videos. Yeah. It felt like looking at our yearbook. Yeah. Um, five plus. Five well plus. Episode nine, killing it. Season three, episode nine, save Henry. Oh, my poor computer is just like chugging along, man. It's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> explode any minute now. It's like the sound effects are cutting in and out. All right, I know. Let's I'm get afraid to this. play the promo. <laughs> this is the hardest part of the whole friggin' thing is playing these damn promos. All right, so let's see if these will <gasps> actually play. I'm a little nervous. If not, but... you guys are gonna get me narrating yeah, just... the promo, and that's going to be the promo for next week. Yeah, you're just saying, so here's <laughs> what oh, I'm a person doing a thing. Ah. All right, so episode 10, New Neverland. Uh, here we go. Yep, no sound at all. Okay, cool. that's one thing. All right, let's try one more time. New Neverland. <laughs> there you go. All new ABC next Sunday. A triumphant return to Storybrooke is scarred by age-old grudges. I shall destroy if it is the last thing I do. Hidden dangers. Henry, he just doesn't seem quite himself. And a terrifying new threat. You can stop him, finally, and forever. Oh, no. Mom? What? I'm Henry. Once upon a time. Next episode? Next Sunday at 8, 7 central on ABC. Pan never fails. That was the hashtag. Um, So they switched from save Henry to pan never fails. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry that it kept popping in and out there, but... So basically what happened is they're looking suspiciously at Henry. He's walking around with MGK, like like a little band of brothers that the two of them are, right? Really looking all weird. They're like looking at each other and like looking off really slowly yeah, and smirking, like really weird stuff. Um, they did pu- pu- push this thing and said, talk about age old uh, age grudges. Age old grudges at, with like Snow and Charming with and Snow Regina. And Regina. Like, we're over that we right now. We buried that weird. hatchet. Why are we going back? I don't know. That's a little strange, but we'll see what's going on with that. But they If it's Snow Peter, pulling some fuck shit, I'm going to be so mad. Don't then, even. Then now she's she's going to be on our bad list instead of Charming. Um, Honestly, also, Charm, the Charmings are not not our they're, faves. They're a little problematic right now. So they just unwrote that quickly, just like, oh, well, no problem. He's fine leaving Neverland all of a sudden. I'm like, we're just going to skip that whole I, thing. I after wonder if all that's going to be addressed. I don't know. That, they made such a big deal about it, and now all of a sudden, just poof. But anyway, they pull Peter out of Pandora's box, and then he yelled mom to Emma, and they're like, what? And he's like, I'm Henry. And so now they're going to have to, you know, they're going to try and kill Peter, and they're going to have to find out that it's not, you know, yeah. who's going to find out that it's not him. So that that actually leaves a lot of conflict for next week, especially considering, you know, we're not even really nearing the end of the season. But as I mentioned loosely, last episode 12 is where things are going to take a crazy turn. So right. 11 is going to be the is going to be now taking the Neverland conflict, bringing it to Storybrooke. And I think I don't remember. I really don't know. I just know based on like what's coming. Are they going to wrap that whole Neverland thing up, kind of, maybe? Maybe. Or it seems like because it. Because I thought they were going to drag that out longer, but they're, like, ready to conf- conflict well, we with Pan to, right away. we have to think about the next storyline, because we accidentally saw that, remember? It's I know. That's what, like, that's... just a few. So I, I think they are wrapping up Neverland. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, 12 is the beginning of that next yeah. storyline. So, like, it's... All the people who are binging, like, just say it. <laughs> they, like, already know. Yeah. Um, you bitches better buckle up. This is going to be the fastest outro of your lives. 
Oh my God, let's do it. Wait, I gotta get the sound going first. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? No, don't lose it now. Found it. Let's, there we go. All right, y'all. Hey guys, have you ever heard of the wildest wide ride in the wilderness? Well, you're on it right now. Big Thunder Mountain. Please give us a phone call, 207-536-8512. Send us a text message to that same phone number, 207-536-8512. We have an email address, the SBCPod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, the SBCPod. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the SBCPod. We have a Discord. Join the conversation. It would go much slower than this. Please send us a DM on our personal emails, personal emails, personal Instagrams, the Mackie Mouse Media, at Eilish Sikorsky. We will see you in Everland. Bye. Leave us a five-star review. <laughs> That was that was really impressive. <laughs> you were like a little mouse. <laughs> you were doing like a cartoon. That was amazing. I legitimately am the mole from Zootopia. <laughs> Danny, you said no donuts on my wedding day. That's amazing. All right, everybody, that's our show. All magic comes with a price. All shows come with a great podcast. <laughs> See you in Neverland, everybody. Stay gold. Stay rumpled. <laughs> Bye. Bye.